Hello and welcome to the Inglorious Bards. We are here with you on season five. Woo! We are we are so most of us are so excited to have you here. Uh, welcome back. If you are new to the show, this is the uh, episode to jump in at. We are here with uh, episode one, adventure one of season five. These are all new characters, all new adventures, uh, starting from scratch, and we're excited to have you here. If you're a returning fan, you are a glutton for punishment, uh, and I probably used that joke at the beginning of other seasons too. But we're still excited to have you here. And as always, thank you all to our supporters. Uh, those of you uh, always uh, chatting with us on our Discord as well as our Patreon Patreon supporters. We always appreciate the support. This season we are coming to you uh, live on twitch.tv slash ingloriousbards with D&D uh, uh, Edition 5, 5th Edition, thank you. Uh, we're very excited uh, to be coming to you with this system. We're going to be using a world that we've used before in previous seasons, the world of Varen. So we're versed in it. We're going to bring you along into this world with us. It has a nice rich history. Um, for those of you that joined us before, we're moving ahead about 20 years from the last time we're here, so we have a fresh take on our adventures here. Um, before we get started, we're going to do a quick introduction and go around the room uh, and introduce our heroes. First up is our paladin. He is a Goliath who goes by the name of Caven. Boulderfell of the Ash Mountains. Um, refuge for the weak. And that's all we'll say for now. Pretty exciting stuff. And then we have... <laughs> <laughs> then we have... I was going to say, Chris, we have Valamir. Valamir Almerin Grayspell Third. Wizard extraordinaire at your service. All right, our human wizard. And we also have uh, Aragus, the halfling bard. Aragus Willoughby, my good chap. <laughs> An inglorious bard if there ever was one. Oh, nice. Um, you get to start with the deem inspiration then for that. As is everyone else. All right. <laughs> Yay! And then we have our uh, cleric, a warforged living machine who goes by the name of Vessel. I am Vessel, child of Suleen, member of the Silent Army, and watcher of these companions. Nice. And we have Fiona, our gnome artificer. Fiona Tumblepot. If it can be fixed, I can fix it. Great. And last but not least is another Goliath in our group, our fighter, Cole. Yeah, I'm Cole. Uh, let's be clear on something. Kevin and I may be twins, but I'm obviously older. I'm definitely bigger. And let's be clear, probably smarter. Wonderful. These are our heroes for season five. We're starting at level one. I wish everyone all the best. This is going to be a fun season for us. And let the adventure begin. Whipping through the forest, a horse runs hard. Two riders cling to the back of the horse. Aragus, the halfling bard, and his friend, Valamir, the wizard. 
Small branches smash into them as they ride. The wizard spits out leaves from his mouth. <coughs> Any sign of them yet? Can you see the river? Aragus the bard tries to look past the trees racing by. No boat and no river, Valamir. How did you manage to lose an entire river? Me? If you hadn't taken so long to get on this wretched horse, we would have caught up. The horse comes to a sudden stop at the edge of a crevasse, almost sending the two heroes toppling over. Thirty feet below at the bottom of the crevasse, a river rages alongside the cliff walls. Valamir looks back at the halfling behind him on the horse. Well, look what I found. Aragus spots something in the river at the bottom of the crevasse. A small boat races down the rapids, bouncing over waves and smacking into the rocks. The halfling excitedly points at the little vessel, its sail flapping uselessly in the wind. Oh, there's the boat! Get this horse going, my friend! Go, go, go! Valamir kicks the horse to chase after the boat. The wizard looks decidedly uncomfortable riding on the clifftop above. Why did we get the horse instead of riding in that comfortable boat? Because that's the plan, dear boy. And we always stick to the plan. Down below in the crevasse, the small boat plows over another swell in the rapids. Cold water rushes over the deck. Manning the oars and rudder, four bandits desperately steer the craft through the river. One of them checks the ropes holding down a small chest and then walks past a small door to a tiny hold below. Inside this hold, two heavily armed goliaths wait in hiding. These two warriors look alike, and their huge frames barely fit into the tiny hold. Cole, the fighter, peeks through the cracks in the door and looks at the bandits. Why did we get stuffed down in this nasty boat instead of up there riding the fun horse? His brother, Caven, the paladin, nudges him aside. Because that's the plan, and we stick to the plan. When have we ever stuck to the plan? We always stick to the plan. No, we don't. Well, we're doing it starting now. The boat thuds into a boulder on its way through the rapids. Water and light drip through the cracks in the wooden door. Can you see the chest with the book in it? Hold on, let me see. Move over! I am moved over. Like all the way over. Your stupid shield is I'll in the way. I'll have you know my shield comes Ow! Cole the fighter forces his brother over, peers through the crack in the door, and scans the deck. Okay, I count one, two bandits. Let's take them. No, no, three bandits. Now we can still take them. Caven repositions his shield and rubs his sore elbow. No, we wait for the signal. Now move out of the way. Let me see. Four! There's four bandits in there. We can take them. Quiet, you idiot. We wait for the signal. Now, ow! Move. The Goliath Paladin peers through the crack as a bandit walks past on the deck. Beyond, strapped to the mast, is a small chest drenched in water. I found the book. It's in the chest at the mast. Where are those fools on the horse? Chasing above the boat along top of the crevasse, two fools cling to the speeding horse. Valamir ducks under a branch. Then the wizard spies a small waterfall in the distance downriver. So how do we begin the attack? What was the signal again? Oh, don't ask me. Everyone kept talking about a signal, but no one ever said what it was. Well, whatever we're going to do, we better do it fast. We're running out of river. The wizard points ahead to the small waterfall downriver. The halfling on the horse with him sighs and clambers up on top of the horse, balancing on its back. Get closer to the edge. It's time to get this party started. What the hell are you doing? Getting that book back. 
Aragus, the hapling bard, balances on top of the horse as it races at speed. He eyes the boat bouncing along the rapids beneath him and its sail flapping around. He takes a deep breath as his wizard friend holding the reins of the horse shakes his head and says, This is not going to end well. The halfling grits his teeth before flinging himself awkwardly off the horse, over the edge of the cliff, and towards the sailboat below. Back in the tiny hold of the boat, the two Goliath brothers hear a faint screaming in the distance and look at each other. What is that sound? An angel, I think. The screaming sound gets much closer. <laughs> Slightly off key. <laughs> the two brothers in the boat hold nod at one another. That's the signal. That's the signal! <laughs> the two Goliaths smash open the wooden hatch and burst out on deck with weapons ready. The bandits steering the boat turn around in surprise, only to see a halfling dropping out of the sky and awkwardly tumbling down the sail before hitting the deck with a thud. Aragus, make the first roll of the campaign an acrobatics difficulty 12, please. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to use hero point already. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will be using a hero point. Oh, you're using your inspiration <laughs> on the very first roll. Roll the two. It. I rolled a two, and we all know you can't do worse all right. than a two. Uh, that's a two. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't do worse. You didn't get worse. You can't do worse than a two, so all that's right. a failure. Arrogance first roll of the campaign. Goes sliding down and lands with a huge plop. You take three hit points of oh, damage. Oh, out of my nine. Which is significant. One third of your body oh. is torn asunder. What was that? <laughs> uh, and you are prone, yep. surrounded by four bandits. What do you say as you lay there uh, beaten and prone? My pride. <laughs> Goliath, what do you two want to do? So up we're in, up out of the hold. Just burst out. Ten feet away is the mast where your friend is, where the chest with the book is, and roughly in, in a square around that at four points are the four bandits. Uh, you get the chest, I'll get Aragus. We know each other, right? Yes. I figured. Uh, yep, that's good, but save two bandits for me. And uh, instead of going straight for the chest, Cole is going to break right and go immediately to the first uh, bandit. All right, ignoring, all right, ignoring the plan <laughs> right off the bat. What if we were stuck to the plan? By the way, in the script, I put in some campaign quotes as well, such as the <laughs> wizard saying, this is not going to end well. <laughs> and then I was really <laughs> hesitant about using the cheesy line, let's get the party started. But I put it in there. Anyways, I digress. Uh, all right, uh, Cole, you were charging towards a bandit to the right of you. Yes. All right. He is fumbling with his sword. Had no idea there was even an attacker on board. You may go first. You have a surprise. Lesson right into him. Uh, I'm going to swing my Morningstar, which is uh, up and around. Go ahead and take advantage so you can succeed where Aragus has failed. Ooh, that is with my attack 17. Is a hit. All right. And I'm going to hit him for five points of piercing damage. Okay. Uh, he is slashed wickedly is still trying to draw his blade um paladin uh caven caven will um take one of the other four all right you go the other direction yep 
And you that's also have uh, 23 to hit and uh, five points of damage. Okay, it's, uh, same damage. All right, two big hits to those guys. What kind of damage? Bludgeoning with my Warhammer. <laughs> I guess to look at what's in his hand. <laughs> my Warhammer. It's bloody is all I care about. All right, uh, you've dished out some damage, and I want to know what's going on in the horse 30 feet above with our wizard. Not known for his cavalry experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the horse that, is yeah. taking him. And that's when the horse is still. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm only 30 feet away from the boat? Yeah. Oh, yes. Lovely. I did not intend that at all. <laughs> Imagine. Lovely. No, wow. No, actually, we are going to uh, firebolt the sails. Nice. Okay. Why the look of shock, Tom? <laughs> All right. They are a big target, but you're riding a crazy animal, so roll it straight. Uh, that is going to be a tw oh, 23 to hit. All right. Boy, I really want Pathfinder 2 criticals above, you know, uh -huh. those big numbers. I really All right. That. 1d10 damage, blah, blah, blah. Minimal, minimum damage. Uh, plus, make it 1d10 damage. Yep. So one. One. All right. You singe one of the sails. If a flammable object hit by the spell ignites if it isn't being worn or carried. It ignites and then is blown out by a rogue spray of delicate water. <laughs> If only you had done three points of damage uh -huh. or more. Um, and I'm continuing to keep pace with the sailboat. Okay. Um, it is a new round. I'm going to roll a crude initiative here for the people on the boat. And I've got bandits going first. So there's a one right. Bless you. Bless you. There's one right next to you, um, each of you fighter guys, and they are going to swing with their blades. This campaign's going to end really quick. That is a 22 to hit Cole. Wow. Wow, geez. Uh, that hits. All right. You've been, I'm pretty protected, and that still hits. You've been hit for four points of damage. Ow. Slash almost as good as he gave. And a seven to hit uh, you, um, Caven, on the other side of the boat. No. Okay. Uh, swings, you were able to parry it. A third bandit goes uh, racing over towards uh, Aragus, and you just kind of awkwardly crawl on your back just in a certain angle that the swinging sail blocks his way, and he's blocked and deflected from getting to you. There is another bandit racing over to you, but he spends all of his time racing to get to you, and he's charging right at you, but he is done for now. Uh, you guys can go in any order you four would like to go. Um, okay, Aragus will stand up, um, kind of from his crawl position. Okay. Um, seeing the guy run towards him and seeing him kind of try to maneuver around that uh, fiery log, um, he will cast his first spell. It's called Dissonant Whispers. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so basically, he kind of gets out his uh, lute, his guitar, fixes a couple of the strings <laughs> that he fell on, uh, and just starts strumming a little tune. Um, and as he does that, he just kind of says, You need to run away from me as fast as you can. Or else I'll knock you off of this damn boat. All right. He is making a wisdom save it to resist this. It is a wisdom saving throw. Oh, no. Uh, he is... They don't have this rule in DD, but he, he, he he's really bad. Really bad. <laughs> Critical fail. All right. So he's going to take 3d6. 
six of psychic damage. And must use his reaction to move as far away as he possibly yes, can. He well, that run away as far as physically as his speed will allow. Uh, that is six, 11, one, two, three, uh, 14 points. All right, you rear up, start casting. Psychic damage. Uh, whispers in his ears. It starts to get really uh, terrifying. There's a pain in his head. He goes, ah! And he runs and leaps off the boat, but just as he goes flying through the air, his neck just cricks in a weird, horrific-looking <laughs> shape, and he dies splashing Sweet. into the water. Right. Wow. That was That's a level one, one spell. spell slots. Cool. It's me! Uh... Knock the guy off the boat so he can stop slashing me, please. Okay. I'm going to smash him in the head. Which With this one. Ah, uh, that, ooh, that's pretty good. That's a 19 to hit. It is a hit. Max damage, 11 points wow. of damage. Uh, you knock him off the boat after you slice him in twain, and he splashes also into the water. Yeah. Spiky bits. That's one for me. And he's keeping track, I believe. And then Caven uh, says, now it's your turn. And it's, uh, it's a 20. That's ah, a hit. What was that? I don't know. I... Roll it. <laughs> and eight. Sorry, six points of damage. Six points of damage is enough. You parry the blow at your bandit, come underneath and swing and slice him, and he goes down in a gurgling mess, leaving just two bandits left. One bandit. One bandit. Oh, yeah, you killed one. Yeah. I'm going to give him a bonus because he's screwed before you go. I'm going to give him a bonus. <laughs> he just shot with the sails there. Yeah. There's a guy on a cliff just waving his uh, stick. <laughs> he steps on the chest and then takes a hostage in a headlock of our bard and wraps his. I'm spending three threat. And then grabs. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Wrong system. And is wrapping you, uh, wrapping around your waist with his arm and has his sword out. Um, there's a wizard still above you who hasn't gone, though. Fireball? Yeah. Oh, dear. Fireball. Burning hands! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not Xanner. Um, okay, yeah, Fireball coming at him. Uh, that is going to be a 21 to hit with five points of damage. Uh, five points of damage, and this is at... The sail? The sorry? bandit. Oh, the bandit. All right. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, your attack? One more 21 time. to hit and five points of damage. You're rolling well. Except for Arius, you yep. hit. <laughs> uh, you hit and uh, slam into him, and he lets go of you, uh, Arius, and stumbles ah! back. That's my line. <laughs> <laughs> you... You turn around and see your wizard up there and give him some sort of nod or wave or thanks. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, and as you do so, a rusty short sword comes swinging down at you as oh. he gets his final action uh, to get you. Okay. Hold on. Here it comes. Can I can't do that as a... That is a, an 18 to hit. They're rolling high. Is. Seven points Whoa. of Uh-oh. I'm down. Oh my God. You're down. Yep. I had six left. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to first level. <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. No one puts the bard in the front. Does he? Does he? (laughs) A soliloquy. (laughs) I I need. Is is it our turn? Well, no. Apparently, there's a big death scene going on. It's it's gonna happen a lot. Even the enemies are saying that. The world darkens. The spotlight comes in. (laughs) The the bandits tapping his foot behind him, waiting. Uh, does he stop he at is zero? So is he go to dramatic. negative one? No, he goes to zero. No, he goes, he goes to negatives. Um, he does go to negatives. And you want to get him to zero stable. Okay. 
So I'm negative, negative one. one, right? Now. Yeah. So Caven goes over and does lay on of hands. Oh, okay. Lay on uh, of hands to the bandit with the knife in his hand. <laughs> yeah, you can or... select target. Oh, that bandit's still. Okay, Caven goes, goes over. Uh, Cole, get the bandit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the catchphrase already. Cold charges. Oh yeah! <laughs> and swing swings the uh Cole, is that bacon? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm killing that bacon. One for me. Uh Cole runs up and uses Morning Star in just kind of an overheaded running swing and smacks him right in the head for 18 to hit. It's another big hit. Max damage again of 11 wow. damage. Cold Just came to play. Smashing him. This is an uncomfortable weapon, too. It's a spiky metal ball. Spiky metal ball on a giant Ow. handle, yeah. So you come up, you smack him upside the head, he drops, and then Aragus, you look away as he has to spend several moments with foot for leverage in hand, yanking <laughs> the Morning Star repeatedly to get it out of his head. It's that sucking sound, right? It kills that every time. You don't get never Cindy. tired of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Kaven uh, will use Lay on of Hands to revive Aragus back to consciousness. All right. You are revived. Two, two, two hit points. Two hit points. Two hit points. So one, you're one, to, like so one to get him to zero, right? And then one more. To so he'll have one hit point, and he's awake. Oh, you revive yep. me two hit points. Okay. When you cast a heal, and you're casting a heal with two hit points, would, wouldn't that? Yeah, it takes you to two. It takes you yeah. to two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, you yeah. just go to zero. I Is it? And then you'd just be stable. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I asked him. He right. said you go negative. Okay, so with one, he uses one hit point. <laughs> one. Got you. Later, yeah. <laughs> so you have one hit point. So. <laughs> we'll argue that point later. <laughs> and as you do that, you hear an alarm from up above on the wizard. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That never gets old. Be warned! <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There's, there's there is. just no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> Be warned! Be it, was warned. it was alluded to by you earlier in the script. Uh-huh. No, I must have missed that part. There's a water. There's a, a waterfall. waterfall ahead. <laughs> be warned. Yeah, it's just there's be a warned. waterfall ahead. He sees a waterfall. His first reaction is. <laughs> uh, so, uh, just work it out. The like the last the little bit of script wakes up to there. Just, I can hear the ocean. <laughs> well, um. Oh, Caven, cool. I, I'll grab him. You grab the chest. New plan. Works for me. And we grab them, and how far from the shore are we? Uh, it's a relatively narrow crevasse, but there are boulders and stuff that are there. It's, it's not. Oh, it's, it's only waist deep, dear boy. Get in. So that's just a foot for them. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, that's a waist deep for you, not for me. <laughs> Negative one uh, point, Argus. I I sl- sc- scoop him up, sling him over my shoulder, uh, take one stride and two strides off the side of the boat, going left. Port side, uh, all right, towards the the side of the shore, well away from the uh, waterfall. Uh, before you do that, dear boy, be careful jumping. And I throw you a bardic inspiration. Oh, that's right, he uh, laid on hands. Like, why is he talking? <laughs> why is he talking? <laughs> Can't he just be dead? So you get an extra d six. I will use the d six as I roll. You can do it after too. Yeah, minutes. you can do it afterwards. I'll do uh, it afterwards. just before he calls the roll. The result. The, yeah. the result. All right. So you're going to leap off the port side. Leap off the port with side. With a bard on your shoulder. All right. Yep. You leap off. And before you roll, <laughs> there's a question proposed in chat. 
by a viewer named Shakespeare who asks, can Cole swim? <laughs> you know what? I have a whole lot of skills here. Let me uh, <laughs> let me take a look at what the character sheet says. Are you okay. prof- are you proficient in survival? I am proficient in survival. Yes, you can swim. We Woo! will say. <laughs> I don't, I'm sure that's not going to be necessary. We can ever. all swim once. <laughs> <laughs> I chose the wrong twin. <laughs> One, two, <laughs> slow roll. I'm ex- assuming there's like a gasoline explosion in the background flying up. up. Yes. In my head, it's all going in flames as it goes over the edge of the waterfall. Yes, it is all in your head. Yes. Way it. up here. Uh, and I roll 18. Wow. 16 acrobatics. You want to add that to it? Uh, sure, it's let's for, do it. Let's that's, add. For, that's for 10 minutes, so that's up to you. Uh, plus five, 21. Leaping off the side of the boat, running in the air, kind of slow motion hands. (laughs) (laughs) Thirty feet above. All right, you leap across like Frogger and land on a boulder, fall a bit, but land on the next boulder, fall a bit, and then land on a dry boulder on the other side. And now you're pressed up against the cliff, safely away. Just a little bit of running water underneath you. Unfortunately. You look and see your dear brother is still on the boat as it's just about to go over, struggling. He's able to tear the chest out, has it wrapped under his arm, and is doing what? Just tries to do the same move that Cole just did, and he runs and jumps towards the shore. It's not working as well as you would think, and it's starting to go over. You run off the back of the boat to get a little bit of height and superhero speed and leap off. Yes, wizard. Can I cast Mage Hand to like give him a little push there at the end? No. Push him in the butt. Boop! You can give him a, high, a crisp high five. That's a ghost. I saved that for Cole because of his cool, right. cool move. Mage Goose. All yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, uh, Kaven, you go flying through the air. You can choose not to have the chest and gain advantage on this roll. I create a minor illusion to make the shore look closer than it is. <laughs> You see Kaven's countenance just kind of lighten a little bit. Oh, I'm closer than I thought. Um, no. Keeping it? All right. Make an athletics roll, please. Okay. And he's holding the chest like this, like a life preserver. Life preserver? Yeah. Just like Budapest. Athletics, you say? Please. All right. That's a 23. Wow. Woo! Wow. You guys are using up all your campaign rolls right now. <laughs> <laughs> for we got finale. all the ones out of the way on the last, oh, uh, uh, yeah, in season seasons. four. All right. Uh, you leap through the air and also pull off an amazing uh, landing on in a safe area. You're in waist-deep water. There's a splash, and you waddle your way out to the cliff face. Mage hand, high five. It's t- <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me it's not a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> oh, <damn it. laughs> You're gonna be you're gonna be a cooler wizard than uh, I thought you were. <laughs> it's, it's gonna get more complicated as time goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Each level adds another. Talk to the mage hand. <laughs> All right, it is sometime later the next day. Our heroes have recovered. If you've had hit points down, um, uh, you have recovered from your wounds, and you have arrived in the city of Almithra. 
The city of Almithra is a very large and old city uh, in the kingdom of Calavier. It is alongside a river, a wide, large river, and lots of piers, lots of boats that go by. And you, as you approach, the, the city is a massive, massive uh, civilized area. Uh, lots of old buildings. Uh, it's not uncommon for there to be uh, four-story buildings that are super tall with shops and rooms everywhere. Uh, streets that are wide, cobblestoned, old stone. Um, there's a lot of history to the architecture and, and the, the culture to this place. Uh, some of you have come here recently um, and started some adventuring. Some of you have been here before. Our two Goliaths, you guys have spent some time here for sure. Um, uh, whether or not it's your new home, that's certainly up to you. Uh, but you, you do know the area a little bit. And you make your way through the boulevards, uh, the four of you. Caven the Paladin, Cole the Fighter, Aragus the Bard, and uh, Valamir the Wizard. And you walk down these uh, corridors. People look at you with your weapons, your armor, your shields. They can even identify a wizardly type character as a little bit dangerous. But they don't seem uh, concerned like you have run into in other places before. Some are even nodding. There's kind of this sense of coolness about you. Like, What's <laughs> <laughs> up, <laughs> Be warned, be warned, be warned. It's the whiz. It's the whiz. And you walk down these avenues through the different districts with your chest in hand. Your destination is just up ahead. It is the Lumine Academy. This is a large compound walled in with multiple old buildings of old dark uh, brick and flagstone. Uh, that is a center point of the kingdom. It is the largest university in the world. There are other areas out there that have uh, ancient books, rare books not to be found elsewhere. There are temples scattered throughout the world that have huge collections underneath. But this university is, is a um, high point of academia and education. If you have the money and can afford to go here or pay to your way, you can get an education in sciences, astronomy, the history, magic of many different types. So it's a, a really... Uh, really big center of uh, culture as well for this uh, kingdom. So it's huge. And you all have a connection. You've been working with this uh, academy, the Lumine Academy, for a couple weeks now. You have been assigned as adventurers to help them in small tasks and uh, missions that they may have to complete. Your reasons for helping them are varied uh, and you've decided those on your own. It might be the amazing uh, pay that they pass along to you. It might be the efforts to recover and help uh, maintain uh, vast knowledge for some of you. Maybe helping get access later to some of their content uh, or just being a focal point of society helping out uh, the world to make it a better place by keeping this place strong. 
you make your way through big, huge iron gates. You pass by uh, a groundskeeper who nods as you come in. You see out in the courtyard are <clears throat> two uh, teenage boys that are messing around with some mechanical device that's trying to get it to create some weird power type thing, but it's powered by some weird little magic ball. Um, just an experiment out in the grounds. You can uh, hear some conversation through a second story open window of a lecture, and what you need is to make sure you think about, and you keep on making your way through. It takes a little bit of time walking through uh, old steps that are well-worn that have been used for centuries and make your way up to a study, a particular study, a study of a gentleman who goes by the name of Associate Professor Galaceris. Galaceris, just like it sounds. <laughs> good, good luck with that one. Uh, you go into a study, it's uh, it's cramped, it's low ceiling, uh, it's got an old desk that's probably been there for many generations of associate professors. It's got a couple desks, actually, <laughs> he doesn't have his own office. Um, professor desks are in a whole other wing. It's yeah. just the associate professor. <laughs> associate to the professor. And uh, there's a, a bookcase here with a bunch of old books. He has tons of scrolls lying around in a big pile, looks a little bit chaotic. You guys pull up some uh, chairs and sit down and crash and hope that they still might have some place for you to uh, uh, rest here for tonight. Otherwise, you got to pay for your own inn somewhere else. Uh, after a few moments, uh, Associate Professor Galaceris arrives. He has uh, a classic... Uh, Harry Potter professor style gown type thing on and comes uh, walking in. He's got a grayish beard and uh, comes into the uh, his uh, study and says, Oh dear, you've made it. You look uh, none too worse for the wear. Cole, what do you think is in, uh, in this book? You know, the normal stuff. Horses. Secrets of the universe. Most likely money. Hidden somewhere. Rece Always. Recipes. Always recipes. Boys, boys. Hello. The professor is speaking. Thank you. Um, I assume everything went well. I see you don't have a book but a chest. The book is in the chest. Safe and sound. Says the paladin, realizing not once in the last 24 hours. <laughs> has, he, has he let anyone risk tampering with the chest? You see, Professor, you said to keep the book safe. My paladin friend took that quite literally. Well, uh, let's let's see it. Um, and Caven hands the chest over i don't does it have a he hasn't really inspected it too much is there no. a lock is there uh no it's not been locked okay so, so rather rather loose yeah. i mean valamir would have no, no i mean it's, it's it has a, a loose latch too it almost came open a couple times and you kept it closed <laughs> <laughs> just a one I, peek and a book fell out halfway through you just kept going <laughs> dead weight just I mean, a book you should know we risked life and limb for this item he he has the chest in one hand and opens up the the top with the other. All right. To reveal, you open it up facing him. Yeah. Poison dart. No, you you open it up. <laughs> <laughs> 
you open up the chest and he goes, oh, and he reaches in and, and he closes it. <laughs> and he goes, oh, pretty woman style. <laughs> Tee <Tee-hee>. hee. Mistake. <laughs> All right. Professor Tee hee. <laughs> He reaches in and pulls it out. And even as he grabs it, you know it's not an ideal situation as you hear a squishy noise as he grabs it. Oh, no. <laughs> what? He pulls out the book and he goes, oh, my. Oh, yes, this is it. Oh, and it's limp in his hands, um, Tim now. And he, <laughs> he takes it over to his desk and it plops there. Oh, this is... A little prestidigitation should take care of that. He steps back and looks at you. Are you sure? Fireball. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> of course I'm sure. And I'll and uh, Valamir will stand over the book and do some really like overly n- unnecessary hand gestures as right. he prestidigitates the book to be dry and. You don't even know what the word means. Not really, no. I'm, I'm just making it up. I'm casting a minor illusion. <laughs> it looks dry. It smells bad. All taken care of. Let's collect our money and go. <laughs> quick, oh, quick now. Nothing to see here. You cast prestidigitation to try and dry it off. This stretches the realm of possibility for this. Go ahead and make an arcana roll. 18 or higher is your target number. Oh. Very well. Nope. All right. I'm going to use a hero point. Oh, wow. Oh, I like want a... this. Oh. Yes. Uh, so it is wow. going to be a total of 24. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, Amazing. just a, a flick of the wrist. Oh, my. Very well done. Well, thank you. You're uh, as good as uh, the, the the mending professor down the hall. Except yes. he doesn't spend a DM inspiration. <laughs> Not everybody can be as inspired as I. Oh, well done. And he starts to open it up and says, oh, yes. Uh, you can see from upside down, it may not be a great idea with the title of Doom of the North written on the first oh, page. Oh, I'm reading it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's got big uh, illuminated script with the first letter and all that stuff and big fancy. And he starts, oh, this is exactly uh, the text we needed to recover. Well done. Well done. And he gently closes the book uh, and... Uh, pats you on the shoulder, uh, Bellamy. Thank you. How patronizing. I appreciate it. <laughs> he says, well, I shall give you the customary payment for certain. And he reaches into a desk and takes out four folded pieces of cloth and then hands one to each of you. They're small, but hands one to each of the four of you. Okay. Valamir just... <laughs> you blow your nose at it. He, he doesn't look... Valamir doesn't look at it. He just puts it in his uh, wizard's robes. All right. And that was called Standard, the Book of the North? Sorry? Uh, no. Oh, okay. We don't get to keep that. Uh, Doom of the North. Cole, as oh, yeah. per Cole, opens that up real quick. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, 8, 7, 7, 15. There's and one gold piece there. That's what I was looking for. It's one to flip it <laughs> over. It's still gold. Flip it this side. All right. He doesn't know how to count. <laughs> 17, right? We got them? Good ball here? Okay. Divided evenly between four. <laughs> That's right, Cole. Yes. So you give me your piece, I keep two, give you one. Doom of the North, is that what it was? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a very We've been holding book. it for 24 hours. We should know the title of the book. You never looked at it. <laughs> Uh, yes, you've been each given a grand total of one whole gold piece Ooh, for risking working. your lives. 
Um, and <laughs> I'm in the money. And he says, um, I uh, absolutely appreciate uh, all the effort in returning this. Uh, you continue to be an asset uh, to the uh, to the academy. Uh, we are certainly grateful. We we don't have respect a much outside of the academic circles you and a certain you lend a certain credibility and it is most appreciated however <laughs> there have been some contacts we have had t uh, to uh, an a an adventurer like yourselves who i think would be a wonderful addition uh to your assembly here uh, a young lady uh, by the name of uh, Fiona. Uh, Fiona Tumblepot. She should be just... Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, new character. No should Tumblepots will be in this group. <laughs> she should be outside, and he opens up the door. Uh, Fiona. Yeah, yeah. Uh, come, thank you for just twice. Fiona, come in, please. <laughs> Peep and die. <laughs> in comes a sprightly young, I believe, yeah. uh, gnome. What does she look like? She's uh, she's got crazy, like curly, like just unkept hair. Uh, some like goggles that are like perched top her head. Um, some simple leather armor um, with. Every pocket, like, jammed full of different tools and, uh, you know, just, like, stuff to tinker with. All right. Yeah. Uh, Fiona says she has gotten into a, a bit of a scrape now and again, and it is an expert, what did you call yourself, a mechanic? Oh, I'm, I'm an artificer. Right, right, of course. Uh, and she comes with uh, uh, her tools and some sort of machine that she has brought. It would be wonderful to have someone of equal... Size, and he sees what's behind her. <laughs> am I am I in tow? You can Yay. make the introduction. What happens? This is uh, this is my best friend, Vessel. Whoa. I am Vessel, child of Suleen. He's really member good. of the Silent Army. Yeah, that he's really good at stuff. Re re really tall. Right behind her is a uh, very tall warforged individual. Uh, how would you describe yourself visually, Vessel? Vessel is a conglomeration of metal and stone that seem to have some degree of supernatural flexibility to them. Uh, he's adorned in some common brightly colored cloth provided him by his companion Fiona. And uh, uh, has a, uh, what appears to be a round shield kind of side saddle to his hip, given his size. And, uh, but the rest of his face is kind of covered a bit. You can still see his eye. Uh, he does emit a kind of blue glow through various crevices on his body. And he is adorned as well with different, uh, uh, runes that you can see. And as soon as he walks in the door, Valamir's jaw just sort of like drops open because he's fascinated by what he's seeing. And he's like tentatively at first, but then like with more confidence, like walks up to a vessel and doesn't doesn't acknowledge him. Just like starts walking around him, inspecting him. Mm. <clears throat> Fascinating. A automaton that has gained sentience. Hmm. That is amazing. 
this. This is a fabulous research Rob, Rob, project. Don't touch him. He doesn't. <laughs> and I just I'm getting ready. To, oh, very well, very well. We don't need to touch him. Brown button. Lightning bolt activated. And the runes are fantastic. I thought he'd be bigger. What is the height difference between a Goliath and a Warforge? Depends. How big is the Warforge? Uh, just shy of seven feet. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, it's all right, little guy. Uh, I, I stand just over eight feet tall. I'm 8.1 <laughs> <You're just> feet <laughs> tall. He gets bigger. As he grows. Just to let you know, caving Fiona's over there. At, Fiona's at my Flatty. foot kind of pumping a pedal. <laughs> <laughs> It's, no, you're, you're good. I'll look out for you. It's it's all my character that would allow for the height. I'd go bigger, but... <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, someone in chat wants to know, Shakespeare in chat wants to know, does Vessel the Warforge have a mouth, or is he Optimus Prime? Optimus Vessel. Uh, Optimus Vessel. <laughs> one of those, like, you know, closes a visor type of deal. Vessel at this time does not have a mount. He is more or less a walking workbench. Because <laughs> as, as he's walking... Hmm? Mouth, not mount. Mount? Mount. Yeah. Mount. I said mouth? No, but it's mouth. still strange to say at this time he does not have a mouth. <laughs> I, yeah. That I is don't, weird. I have neither. Okay, very um, good. Uh, Nothing but... comes in or out, <laughs> <laughs> lest I say so. <laughs> <laughs> said, so you're a prototype. <laughs> what, what you do notice on the back is kind of an impromptu kind of strapped uh, work table that's kind of slung to his back and various tools kind of hanging on different pegs and, and whatnot that. that have been placed there. Oh, and wind chime. Has, yeah. simple, has no simple mind to those. it. But. <laughs> the associate professor at Galicera says, well, excellent. Um, uh, Fiona, please uh, get to know these uh, uh, gentlemen, um, and uh, we can certainly have a, a, a wonderful arrangement uh, with your little alliance here and the, uh, uh, the academy. Yeah, excited. Uh, wonderful. Speaking of which... There is a meeting that is happening tonight with some of the uh, higher-ranking professors. It's some sort of emergency meeting I'm not quite privy to. Yes, I can attend. Thank you. Um, uh, no. Um, <laughs> only for tenured professors. Um, I have a feeling they asked if you were coming uh, back to town anytime soon, but did not specify any details i said that might be the case uh, so this might lead to another assignment so uh after this evening uh, perhaps by tomorrow morning uh if you could meet me back here we can see uh, uh if there's something new afoot that might be of use for the academy are you certain i was not invited i'm quite what was your name again velamir um yes velamir almarin Grayspell the third even more yes <laughs> Can yes. you check the list? No, a uh, tenured <laughs> professor. <laughs> it's not that long of a list, Valerie. Caven walks over to Fiona and bends down and puts out his hand and says, Hello, Fiona. I am Caven. People die! Yes. Um, I will protect you. Don't worry. Oh, I, don't, no, I don't need protection. Well, it's, it's, I'm, I'm bigger than you, so I'll protect you. <laughs> Vessel shifts a bit. You. <laughs> You're gonna get all, all everybody's attention is gonna be drawn to you. Usually, usually that's the case. Yes. Yeah. 
The eyes of Selene are fixed on this one. I got my buddy Holding pencil. Fiona. Oh, of course. But thank you. Well, you're welcome. It's, it's my duty. Yeah. What are you guys doing? What do you you just got you got done with the project? You got done with what? The yeah, adventure? yeah. Kevin's a hero. He he looks out for people. As you can tell, he's always upstanding in front of everybody. Oh, uh, right now I'm kneeling, but uh, constantly standing up. He stands guy. up every time. Uh, Cole. What's your deal? Why do you guys look alike? Oh, that guy's my little brother. Oh. Oh, we're twins. Well, I was born first. <laughs> One constantly says twins, the other says little brother. <laughs> <laughs> I like you guys. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah. We're tiny. Well, what are you guys doing? We, uh, we let's work here. Let's do something. Yeah, let's do something. Well, um, perhaps you could do it somewhere other than my study. Uh, the guest quarters you've used before are taken, unfortunately. They are not available here. The uh, nearest tavern, perhaps. Uh, of course. Uh, you are also uh, more than welcome. I have beds available for you in the dormitory across the compound. Which which hall do we get? The dormitory. All right. That's what I like. What's a dormitory? Follow me. I'll show you. Okay. Cole heads out, leading Fiona, and where Fiona goes, goes Vessel, I'm assuming. All right. Thud, 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 down the hall. Caven will follow Vessel. Yeah, and Valamir is, like, still a little bit in Valamir's, uh, in um, Vessel's bubble, kind of just looking at the intricacies of his, his movement. He's just, like, like kind of walking over to the side, staring at the legs, and just like kind of watching how I, like uncomfortably weird about right. it. Well, I suppose it's off to the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> Exit stage left. Even. Yeah, almost said that one. <laughs> Vessel is used to the curiosity, so he's not reacting to you in that way. He's giving you birth to move about. I am so gray in our live video. Oh my goodness. Um, the zombie game master, yeah. Tom. Sorry about that. We're That's working right. on it. That's right. Uh, all right. You guys head out. Uh, Cole, you lead the way to the dormitory. Out into the compound. It is getting a little cold and a little dark. And you make your way uh, through some grass and around the pathway to the dorm. The dorm, as you go in, is loud. It is a big room with several rows of small bunk beds one after the other 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 there's a huge chandelier that's magically lit that hangs above and casts a dull light down above uh and there are it's not very full there are 15 boys and girls that are laughing and yelling and are just screwing around uh, after their classes um and then everyone goes silent the moment they see the six of you uh the, the your armor your blades your your uh your war hammers and all that they go really quiet i we think they idolize no, me a bit <laughs> A few gasp when they see the Goliath brothers enter, and then it's completely silent except for your footsteps and the rustle of your chainmail armor until the um, the last of you enters, which is Vessel, the Warforge, and then a shock student just drops a book thunk, that hits the floor, and they all watch you come in. It happens a lot. <laughs> 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 Leave it alone. 
better be looking at me! And Cole turns around, big menacing voice for a second, and then kind of like drops down on the knees. There's three screams from children. <laughs> Cole, don't scare the children. I'm sorry, it's funny. Children, it's okay. We're friendly. You're just being funny? Well, yeah. That's kind of funny. I'm hilarious. You scare people just by, like, being loud? I scare people just by being. And again, the room is deathly quiet except for your conversation. <laughs> the kids kind of step far away into the between their bunks, giving you guys a wide berth in this huge hall of rows of bunk beds. Is this the dormitory? There's just a, it's a bunch of kiddos and stuff? Well, beds. He made it sound more exciting. This isn't exciting for you? Hey, kid, sorry. It's not exciting enough here. One young boy starts to cry when you speak. Be exciting! (laughs) (laughs) What's the age range of pupils? Uh, 11 to 16. Okay. Dance, monkeys! (laughs) I'm going to have to work on my routine a little bit. Uh, Let's go get... Does everybody got food? Let us get acquainted at the local tavern. The cafeteria. <laughs> There's definitely a cafeteria here. Is it a student union? <laughs> and you guys all have cards. The tavern <laughs> may be a bit of a more appropriate place to unwind for a bit. I was looking forward to Jamba Juice. What? What did he say? Mm-hmm. A, a Jamba juice. Say that again? That? Ja- Jamba juice. Okay, Kevin. Is that a dance? What is that? It's 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 a it's a English smoothie. It's a refreshing fruit juice. smoothie. Jamba is a mixture of fruits as okay, stated go, in Grinelda's oh <laughs> You're a good company. This is a fun. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Let's go yeah. to the tavern place. All right, you guys leave the dorm and the kids behind and arrive at a tavern not too far away called the Wet Fiddler. You just made that up. I did. <laughs> As we approach, uh, the bard makes his way to the front of the party, instantly grabs one of his instruments and just, Good day to the doorman. What's the <laughs> instrument? It's your weapon uh, of choice. A, a piano. Uh, my, uh, my small harp out. All right. You little... just start strumming. Hello, friends. What was the name of the end? The Watery Pony? Wet Fiddler. Wet Fiddler, Wet Fiddler. Wet Fiddler. okay. Which is I a say. class you don't want to choose. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks kind of in the window. Do I see anybody playing anything in there? There is no one playing <clears throat> anything. There is a crowd. It's really kind of quiet and uh, relaxing, reserved place. Say, dear chap, would you entertain me entertaining you this evening? The bartender says, you look like you know how to perform. Of course, a natural. Arrogus Willoughby performs anywhere and everywhere all at once. He says, all right, you can uh, use that table over there in the corner, and uh, I get uh, half of whatever you make. In lieu of my half, allow my friends to drink for free as my payment. Let me hear what you got first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now you owe me money. <laughs> he just, uh, this is a song about two dragons. 
I call it a song of ice and fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Far ago. And he just starts singing the song. All right, playing on his harp. Uh, the... Do you want me to enhance that? or That's not? up to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Aragus and I have been traveling together for some time, and during his performances, I uh, attend from the audience and will throw in a well-timed prestidigitation or minor illusion just to amplify and accentuate whatever plant and show business yeah um (laughs) and since we've been traveling together for some time i know all the you know where where all the stops and everything are (laughs) so um i you know help to enhance the performance a little bit through just some some minor um magic I would like uh, Villamir the wizard and Aragus the bard to make performance rolls, and we're going to take the average roll between the two of you. Would that be more arcana for me? And we're going to do performance. Can we not do performance? <laughs> Anything but performance? Nine. Okay. We're going to average the two. Um, six for me. Unfortunately, <laughs> I've been rolling bad. All right. So That's we, my third I'm two in a row, by the way. than the bard. <laughs> So we have a seven <laughs> overall. For I'd the like to average. re-roll. Let me use a hero point if I can. I don't think. You well, have it was the next day. You have uh, your inspiration thing again, right? Oh, that's right. I do. I can. Can I use it on myself though? Oh, is Bardic inspiration? Yeah. yeah. Or lucky? Or do, are, are, are you not no, it's lucky? A cre- it's a creature other than me. Oh. I am lucky. I can. That's Halfling a natural luck. one. Oh, oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, um, yep. He's out of seven. luck. You can provide <laughs> me with the inspiration. Well, I guess we're probably. The performance is not going as planned. Uh, the illusions are perturbed. Uh, they're like some bad European 80s video. It's not quite lining up right. Uh, it's mu- like watching Eurovision. <laughs> the music is medieval mixed with a polka and in the worst possible way. Um, it's not quite going as well. And then the uh, the bartender comes over and leans in as you're playing. No half. I'll take half. <laughs> half. <laughs> I just need to retune for this next one. <laughs> If I could just have a long rest. <laughs> you can get rid of the audience for me, perhaps. Is there something wrong with the audio setup here? Oh, can I start in another hour and a half? Well, can we reboot the computer? <laughs> Let's snap around at the tables. Yeah. Uh, all right. You guys are able to sit down and relax uh, and uh, take a load up. Anything interesting you want to uh, do tonight? Otherwise, we shall fast forward. Vessel, was it? Vessel? I am Vessel. You? <laughs> Power's on. <laughs> He's in sleep mode. <laughs> you gotta jiggle him. Child of Sully. <laughs> Already in sentry mode. Member of the silent army. How, how did such how come... How can I help you? How did such come to be from, from an automaton as to be a servant of Soline? I am a child of Soline. Do you not, sir? Found beneath a temple long ago. P- perhaps. Does that answer your question? Al- allow me to try. Fiona. Yeah. Did you find? She is Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> How did you come to meet this most ancient creature? So, uh, my pop 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 tumble pot. Just the mere fact you're calling a pop-up means you're not ready for this. Uh, found, uh, found a vessel underneath uh, the Temple of Selene in Mirskal. Oh, wow. 
like oh man i he's we've been together since i was like zero like before i was born i think they found him i and, watched her grow yeah he's we're be we're best friends and uh him and him and my uh uh my father um pop tumble pop uh, Wait, say, say, then, say like, that again as well. Pop tumble pop. Okay. <laughs> it's really fun. Pop pop the pop. Let's say it all. Pop a tumble pop. Uh, order for pop a tumble pop. <laughs> you gotta do that in a nice food order. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> they found him underneath the temple that was destroyed. Like that city was back in the Great War was almost decimated. Um. And they found them, and they, they put them back together. They're both great inventors. Great uh, uh, mechanics. Um, and they put them back together and got them working again. And he's, we've been inseparable ever since. How does such a creature gain sentience? Normally such things are just golems, automatons, uh, uh, creations. What's a golem? It's an unthinking creature. It would normally well, be that's very nice. I'm well. That's what a golem is. I'm not saying that's what he oh, okay. is. I'm just saying that normally these types of creatures are of that lack uh, lacking in a certain intelligence. But he is clearly He's not. Very smart. Yes, clearly, I am seeing that, and I'm very intrigued. As vessel, I carry within some spirit of Soline. Do you have your own agency? Are you just working off Soline's edicts? Blink once for yes. Blink. <laughs> Free vessel. <laughs> Where did the little girl touch you? <laughs> It's our mark button already. I didn't think Alistair would be the first. Yeah, we're going to re restart the season. What? I mean, he's, he's his own thing. Are you? In service to Celine. Yeah. And she's now... part of our family. Interest. Very interesting. You gentlemen rather large and clearly not from here where do you hail from you know us yeah, yeah i guess we already had this conversation like a week ago when we started working together <laughs> remind <laughs> it's the people the drink. Yeah. where's <laughs> the, the yes and jesus did i roll a two on that or something <laughs> You know who I am. Okay, conversation's over. Next day, please. <laughs> On to the next scene, it's, I guess. It's pretty great. Flashback. <laughs> they are Goliaths from the east and uh, supposed giants, but in Belgar's tome of giants and other oversized bipedal beasts, they're technically not classified as true giants. They are not part of the giant genus, if you will. We are Goliaths. <laughs> Actually. I'm trying to understand if I should say thank you or punch you in the face. I About mean, if you're your giant like, genus? If you're going to try to compare us to giants, I suppose we'd be like the giant's version of a halfling. But well. that's exactly what I, I'm saying. You no are offense, not. You're step on my shoes now. You know what's better than a halfling? No. A gnome? What is a gnome? That's me. Your gnome? Yeah. Your Fiona. Fiona, the gnome. Oh, I get it. 
No, you're good. Like you're, you're a Goliath. I'm yeah. a gnome. No, I get it. Yeah. 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 He Offling. doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, we all have history. Uh, we we grew up in the refugee camps on the outside of town, and we've it's not where we're from. Originally, we're from Ash Peak. Before that was destroyed by the war, like almost everyone else's homes were. So we're here, and we're doing the best. And I don't know, Kevin, you're better at this than I am. I'm gonna just go over here and count my payment again. <laughs> Twenty-three, seventeen. I'm still at one. <laughs> We were orphaned, like many after the war. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well. So were they. Here we are now. Yeah. He sits there smug that he just did psychic damage. Charisma of eight, my friends. That's what it looks like. So he got he got the harp and you got the snare drum. Yeah. <laughs> I strategized my shoulder real quick. Our duty now is to protect the rest of the realm. The innocent. The defenseless. Is that why you're here at the school? I'm here to earn coin so that I can one day make an honorable pact of silver and make my vow to Solene. What's a pact of silver? I will one day bring all of the silver in my coin purse to the temple of Soline and promise my life to her service. Oh. You are not in service to Soline? I do not see her mark upon you. I'm just a Goliath from the Ash Mountains. But you want to serve Soline? I I think I do. Oh, man. You have a lot. You guys are going to get along great. You and Vessel. He could help you, probably. Can you help me, Vessel? He doesn't talk a lot, but when he does. <laughs> Soline's mentioned a lot. <laughs> most, most of the time. To Soline, I can guide you. I'm very happy about this. But why, why does it take silver? So, like, the gold you make from the school, you, like, go to the bank and change it into silver, and you just carry around silver and... And what do you do with it? I like throw it at the I, church. I don't know. I I I've only heard about this, uh, but I've not been taught. Maybe Vessel can teach me. Probably. Sounds like a pyramid scheme. I require all your silver. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, anything else other than uh? Seth gaining a DM inspiration. I'm just really digging what's going on there. I think you're at max right now. Uh, max oh, of one, one, so yeah, you can yeah. hand it off to someone else is our house Who rule. has used their inspiration? I got it over there. Just you? The bard? Get after it, man. All right. Cole uh, took his money over really when Caven started talking and actually did decide to buy everyone drinks. Okay. So spent that and brought that back. Uh, but also took 
the remainder of it to buy bread. Like, like bread and sweets and treats and everything you can find, which you could get here or, or whatever it is on the way, because when the kids are asleep in the dorm, he's going to leave one with each of them. Oh, that's nice. I thought he was going to eat them in front of them. <laughs> and they should keep thinking that. But he's but that's that's his plan. Is all right. Sure they all, they all have some. It is later that night, and you guys are back in the dorm trying to pick where to sleep. There are... I got top. There are 40 bunks, of which maybe, what is it, 15, 16 are occupied all on one side by the students. Where would you all like to sleep? One of the other 25. Okay, just at random? Yeah. Okay. Where's the best we'll go? Uh, the end of your bed. I don't have a bed. That's why I'm asking. Wherever you, wherever you, you. Oh, you're sleeping on top of me? In my little workbench area. Uh, you'll just find a space and kind of sit down so that she can prop. And then he just stays still. for And then you sit on this back workbench area? it's like not very big, obviously. (laughs) I mean, he's big, but it's, uh, it's just, it's more like a. A chair with a bench. All right. And that's like, but I'm tiny. So, like, I just, like, pull up a pillow and a blanket on the bench. All right. Looking at him from behind, it's almost like he has a small cape and they can't see you. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's cute. Um, Yes. Closely closest to the door. All right. Just keep the room safe. That puts you really close to a bunch of kids in the bunk bed next to them. Uncomfortably close. (laughs) I, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Uh, but I do want to make sure that I can see the door. Okay. All right. The bard runs to the middle, the most middle bed. All right. And pushes it like into the center of the room. <laughs> Fire hazard. Uh, you do so. Uh, the kids are still talking. They're murmuring more now. They're not as terrified, but they're still really watching. You can see them pointing at uh, some of you guys and talking. Um, and then uh, there is a quick bit of footsteps coming towards the door to the dormitory. Tap, 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 tap. Some of the kids start scurrying and getting into their beds. A uh, older woman uh, comes in wearing a tight uh, gown, uh, and she is Miss Ms. Pennywit. And she comes in and claps and says, all right, everyone, calm down, calm down. Let's uh, everyone settle down. It is time to get to red, to bed and get some rest. Uh, everyone will do be doing lights out. And then she notices you all for the first time. Hmm. <clears throat> Hello. Good night, Miss <laughs> Penny. She said, that also applies to all of you. This dorm is going lights out. All of you into your beds. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, Miss Pennywiz. And she looks over <laughs> at Vessel and kind of sees this strange s- sleeping situation and your eyes tracking her as your body doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind tucking the big one? <laughs> uh, she says, all right, all of you, uh, lights out now. And she's snaps her fingers, the big chandelier goes down into a much more dimmer light, and she says tomorrow it will be uh, bread pudding and whistle mashed potatoes, green bean casserole and pheasant for dinner. And she uh, heads off, and I can't believe who are those? that's just, they should have told me. And she grumbly walks off. Sleeping with miners, I can't think. <laughs> It is the next morning. You find yourself in Associate Professor Galaceris's office. He comes in a little late as usual, 
and says, Oh, good morning. Uh, um, uh, good to see you all. Uh, some of you look uh, well rested. <clears throat> uh, yes, uh, have a seat. It turns out there uh, was an interesting meeting last night. I'm not exactly privy to uh, all the details, but I do think it might be of uh, interest to you. Um, uh, there was a visiting speaker to the academy, a uh, Mr. Halbin. Uh, our groundskeeper picked him up four days ago, and he has been a guest of ours for a while. Um, and uh, he did not show up for his first uh, guest lecture uh, yesterday afternoon. Something about the history of Palacia. I was quite interested in uh, attending. He borrowed some scrolls from our collection uh, the night before, capable of some magic, and did not show up uh, the next day, which was yesterday. Um, we fear the worst, and perhaps some part of the magic uh, in the scrolls went awry, and he might be injured. Um, they have asked me, and so, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm asking you if you could please find Mr. Halbin, uh, ensure he has safely returned to the Academy grounds, recover the scrolls, as we don't want them getting into the wrong hands, and if you could please return the scroll case, as uh, it does have some uh, historical value to us. Um, and uh, your uh, normal payments will be uh, delivered upon uh, accomplishing this task. The bard looks around at the room to see if that's adequate enough. Uh, Valmir just kind of shrugs. He's kind of indifferent about the money yeah. aspect of it. First job! Second, second, second job. job. He's bad. Not for me, <laughs> for this one. Seventeen. Us, both of us. Yeah, very excited. And right, hey, Vessel, good to see you. <laughs> He's easy to miss. It's all right. He's so small. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Oh, I also mentioned this was a low ceiling room for a human, so you can <laughs> Oh, you're, you're hunkered down in squats every yeah, time. You're I'm in Gandalf here. in Bilbo's house. <laughs> Uh, all right. What would you guys like to do? I... What guidance can you give us? Um, Where was he staying? How to track down this Mr. Halbin. Where, who has he been speaking with? Uh, where has he been staying? Uh, we will need access to such things. Uh, if I can retrace what I recall... He was picked up by the groundskeeper four days ago. He stayed in our quarters, our, uh, one of our guest quarters, um, and now we cannot find him on school grounds. Um, uh, he came from out of town, I know not from where. So this random individual that was found on your lawn. It's all right, let's go talk to the groundskeeper. That was found on your lawn by a groundskeeper. You great. let him have access to your scrolls and such? No. Uh, one of the other professors reached out and contacted him and asked ah, him to visit to our city. And, gotcha. Uh, he was picked up and brought uh, and has stayed here for the last few nights. Yes. Except last night. You did not get enough sleep, did you, Goliath? No. Oh, so he was <laughs> brought four days ago, lost last night? Uh, he was not here last night. Okay, missing last night. Sorry. Um, where was he sleeping? In one of the guest quarters. Let's we just go talk to the groundskeeper. Groundskeeper will know where he's staying. And might have more information than uh, 
<laughs> the associate professor. Galasaurus. Galasaurus. Yes. <laughs> so where do you keep the ground? We saw him when. <laughs> well, no, you guys. That wasn't. That wasn't. Don't worry, dear boys. This way. And the bard heads out. Yeah, we're going. Aragus. Yeah, we'll follow. Aragus, you are outside and at the front gate. There is a uh, guy wearing coveralls and sniffing at some bushes. He does not have a big red beard and a Scottish accent, though. (laughs) Does not. Yeah. Uh, Not groundskeeper Willie. No. I can't find the grounds anywhere. Uh, and you walk up to him, the six of you. And he looks a little confused and raises an eyebrow. Sir there, fellow. Questions yes. for you. Down here. <laughs> uh, yes, I I know you. Yes, yeah. Well, how could you not? Quick <laughs> inquiry. We were told that you showed a man. Oh, he's a half-orc, by the way. <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh, change tact then. <laughs> hey! stupid son of a bitch Um, no no so dear fellow we were told that you assisted one of our associate professors on the grounds the other evening that's right could you escort us to where you left him no for what reason I have work to do shouldn't you have work to do this is our work it's not my work it could be uh, what? <coughs> Simply telling us the information we need yes. allows us to leave you to your work. Delaying us further would cause us to go speak with your employer. Possibly freeing you of service altogether. Make an intimidation roll, please. Are you proficient at all of this? Are you good at this? I'm okay, Annie. I'm all not right. proficient, but I'm okay. Can't do worse than two? <laughs> uh, 16. Um... Uh, I got stuff to do, but uh, I can tell you, I don't want any trouble. A general location, dear boy. Anything right. would do. Any help you can provide. Just keep my name out of whatever's going on I here. I didn't ask your name. Right. Groundskeeper um, <laughs> uh, number three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was asked to go uh, pick up this guy, uh, Halbin. Uh, so I just walked down uh, to uh, the Regal Castle is the name of the place. Yes, um, yes. Uh, and, and I don't like that guy. I didn't like him right for the start. I had to argue with the old innkeeper uh, who barely even recognized the man's name. And then Halburn comes out and he's uh, like racing to get his shirt on, covering up uh, a big scar in his arm. And then he follows me to the school. We're just walking and he doesn't say anything to me the whole way there. Rather odd. Rather rude. I would say so. Did the scar look fresh? Nah. Mm. Ominous. And I don't know that word. Perplexing. I don't know that word. Dangerous. Hi, sir. How are you? Hello. I'm Fiona. What's your name? My name is Uvor. Uvor, nice to meet you. Uh Uh-huh. Where where was uh, Mr. Halburn staying? We know it's in a guest quarter, but which one? Uh, It's uh, the Red Door one. Third floor. Can we get access in there? Is it open, you think? 
Uh, follow me. And okay. he opens, gets a keychain ring and goes uh, in back into the academy. Goes up several flights of stairs. You guys are following him there. You pass by uh, classrooms. One classroom has uh, is like an arboretum with tons of plants hanging from the ceiling. A, a glass, a glass house. Uh, style with um, light coming down and through uh, and someone there mixing some interesting little uh, herbs together. Uh, you pass uh, several doors and come to a red door and he takes his keychain out. He knocks, he knocks, unlocks it, opens the door with a creak and inside is a darkened room. Uh, several of you have stayed here before um, in the, when, the, when the guest rooms were available. You see this room is cold. The fire has not been used, and it looks uh, empty. A little disheveled and not put back together from someone being there. Uh, Valmir will start an investigation and also detect magic. All right. We can... If you need to get back to your work, Uvar, we, we can lock up when we're done. Uh, no, I'll come back later. Okay. And he walks away, turns around, and then walks away again. <laughs> All right. Uh, while uh, uh, Chris's character there is uh, Valamir. doing that. Valamir. Thank you. The wizard. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Vessel will reach over the uh, doorframe. And uh, cast light on the uh, crossbeam there. All right. So A light lights up the room magically. And that lasts an hour or something like that? Something like that. All right. You can see. Uh, it's traditional, simple cot. Uh, it's not gorgeous uh, accommodations. Uh, a desk, um, some sh uh, shelves with no books in them whatsoever. Uh, it does and there's no suitcase there's a little uh chest of drawers there and there's a mirror and a window you can hear a vessel whisper i do this for Sully. uh no scroll cases or anything like that you see zero scroll cases uh in any of the things uh i just described okay um haven just kind of stands there closes his eyes and, and tilts his head up and uses divine sense Divine Sense. What does Divine Sense do? Tell divine us. Sense um, can detect good or evil. It can um, sense anything affected by the Hallow spell or know the location of anything celestial, fiend, undead within 60 feet that's not behind cover. All right. And at the same time, we have the wizard casting Detect Magic tonight here. Mm -hmm. uh, what What is that experience like when you cast Detect Magic? Is there a sound or anything? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, it's, a, it's very dramatic oh. and some like mumbling, a lot of hand waving. All of, all of, uh, Valamir's spells are unnecessary, unnecessarily <laughs> dramatic. Right. Absolutely. It's, he it's from the best. It is a show to be sure whenever he's casting so a, a, a spell. capital S on the somatic part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, he's sort of, um, I'm picturing something. I'm yeah. picturing you make this at the end of the spell a big hand gesture, and you create this 3D Iron Man map, and then you start rotating <laughs> around trying to detect senses of yes. Sources essentially, of I'm casting Minor Illusion first, and then following that up <laughs> with detect That's magic. Why your spells always take <laughs> yeah. twice as long. Yeah. He's casting Minor Illusion. Uh, all right, you cast uh, detect magic, and how? Uh, I have a 
Uh, detect magic. It is a ritual spell. Uh, concentration up to ten minutes. All right. Um, you cast that spell and detect no magic at all. And I'm also doing a more traditional investigation of the room. All right. Uh, divine sense. Divine sense. You detect nothing unusual with divine sense either. Okay. Um, and I have our wizard here, and I'm going to make a roll for you. Yep. Um, the halfling goes up to the other uh, Goliath. And does your brother do that all the time as well? Because the wizard does that. Are you guys brothers? No, but every time he might as well be. Every time we go into a room, he starts dancing. It's just awful. This is not dancing. It's jazz hands. (laughs) (laughs) It's ritual spellcasting. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, Valmir, where in particular are you focusing your attention? Describe the room again. Mm. Square. (laughs) No, I I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A pot, an empty bookcase. Yeah, simple uh, combinations. Um, uh, desk, chest of drawers, uh, mirror window. Yes. Desk, chest of drawers, mirror window, bed. Okay. Um, you detect nothing. Fiona wants to go around the perimeter of the room looking for, like, uh, anything out of place or, like, maybe secret compartments, like, in the floorboards or the walls. All right. Uh, Fiona. Fiona, you determine one odd thing, and with the rather cool night air that the window uh, has been unlocked and left open for some time. Okay. So, this window's been open for a while. Oh, yes, I was about to mention that. (laughs) How did you get up there? (laughs) She's a good if, if I like get up on the window ledge and look out, what's? Are we on the first floor? Nope, third floor. Third floor. Third floor. Good eye. What's Fiona. below? Uh, a massive Grand Canyon for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a trestle with some vines. Oh. What like? Okay. Where does it go to? Like, like going down. What what part of the academy does it go to? Goes to the back area that has uh, some benches and more of a relaxing parkish area, courtyard of the academy. Is there a clear exit from that courtyard? There is n- a gate on the far wall, maybe a hundred yards away. I mean, this yeah. Seems to be our uh, perhaps avenue of escape. Either somebody came in and took. They both went out, or he went out. Didn't come back. And you said the room was really not made up. You know, it was like left somewhat unattended. Is it kind of taking that information into context? Does it look like there was maybe a struggle in the room at all? That is indeterminate I'm gonna go go downstairs and see what's at the bottom of the window I don't want to climb down I'm not good at stuff like that yeah there's no need for us to do so let us travel to the see where this courtyard leads to All right. uh, you head down to underneath the window uh, Fiona, make a make an investigation or survival roll. 
Uh, 17? 17. You are able to see a uh, set of uh, footprints that trail off from the trestle, and you lose them a bit, but you're able to find them again off of a path, and they head away from the trestle and towards that very gate. But there they disappear onto the city streets. And they're not, they're faint. It's been a while. So there's some footprint, uh, like human size? Yes. Okay. There's some footprints leading to the gate. Let's go check it out. She says standing in one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does it appear uh, kind of Valamir has uh, Fiona kind of point them out? And does it look like it's a single set of footprints? Yes. Or, okay. I think we yep. head that way. Yep. Nice to not be in that place anymore. Oh, I can stretch out here. So where are you headed? Towards the gate. Okay, you are at the gate, and the gate opens up into the rest of the city. There's no gate attendant or anything, I presume. Nope. And the footprints lost. Yep. Because it's not like it just happened. They walk across the bit of the mud in the courtyard and then hit a stone path that leads to the gate, and that's it. So we open the gate, like, what's there? An avenue with uh, several homes over here, and then street after street after street. The city just stretches for quite a bit in all directions. This is going to be tough. We perhaps need some more information. We need to know where he went. Where does one with spell scrolls go? Yeah. That's a good job, Vessel. I mean, if I had spell scrolls I wasn't supposed to have, and they weren't going to be going anywhere... I would make you give them back. Well, yeah, but before that, I'd try to get paid. Yeah. Who Who knows the city? I don't... We don't... Vessel and I don't know the city at all. Um, you might know, a l- you and, uh, Cole and, Aragus. Cole and Aragus might, uh, know a little bit about that kind of stuff. Um, let me go I see if really, I can talk to somebody yeah, who I'm might, not great at investigation. Might need to fence these. Uh, cool. Before you go, take a word of luck. I'll throw you a bardic inspiration. Woo. That thank you. 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. Is there like a magic shop or like. A bookstore, maybe? Yeah, kind of. Oh. You might have some leads on some sketchy uh, bookstore-style place uh, here. Uh, We shall see. Aragus, what are you looking for? Uh, I am going to go to the kind of the lowest rung on the ladder tavern. Like the slums bar um, where... I'm not like known as the best performer or whatever, but I've performed there. Uh, so hopefully I can. So one of their worst performers. Yeah, you know, hopefully <laughs> they'll so recognize me enough to save face and, you know, try to get information from those local customers if they've seen anybody. Okay. Uh, why don't you both make investigation rolls, please? Make them good ones. Who is both? The two people I was just talking to. Uh, you have inspiration. I can't use it on myself, of course. Uh, you said an investigation. And what, do we have music going with our thing, Jeremy? Should. 
You don't have should, the inspiration, yes. but you do have the hero point version of that. Thank you. Yeah, we Ooh, do. Ooh, that's not great. Uh, I'm going to use... Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm going to save that inspiration, I think. Inspiration. I get it for 10 minutes? 10 minutes. I'll go ahead and use it. Nine! Total of nine. Total of nine. Total of 18. Okay. Not a lot of investigation on this guy. Yeesh. Boy, that's interesting. Okay, you find nothing at all, Cole, that fits any uh, bookstore or anything that would buy that. You thought you did, but you don't. Yeah, don't. Uh, instead, you end up buying sweets at a store uh, to keep from the children. They're delicious. Um, and not sharing. <laughs> you just come back with cream on your mouth. Um <laughs> You, Aragus, uh, go to a bar called the Rotten Duck. And you are glad that Cole did not come with you because you've been here uh, with him before. He's done some uh, fighting down in the basement uh, and uh, has stirred up some trouble with people. But the owner bet against him and is now pissed off at him and thinks mm -hmm. he owes him some money. He should know better. Um, and you uh, show up here and are chatting with a uh, owner of the bar, an obese human, uh, mm. very dirty and greasily eating some chicken behind the bar. Uh, and you're chatting with him about uh, what in particular? Listen, Gleb, I'm looking for someone who, like me, Jim's. Doesn't look like he should be here. My name's Chims. Chims. Chims? Chims. Chim Chim No, Chim Chim Teroo. Chim Chim Teroo's my mom. I'm looking for someone who had a stroke of desperation, perhaps. Trying to get rid of some items, maybe? Magical scrolls. Someone... Who doesn't look like they belong trying to get rid of items they should not have he looks like the old woman from the holy grail no no scrolls here <laughs> <laughs> he says uh well what's it to ya <laughs> perhaps fiona's not having a good time with that sound <laughs> perhaps a promise uh-huh that you don't see me or coal for quite some time. Mm. I want to see coal one more time. Me and the boys downstairs think that he owes eight silver our way. And if I bring you your Goliath, you'll give me the information I need? I may know something about... Some scrolls. Eight silver, that's equal to like <laughs> three three gold. That's yeah, that's like ten yeah. gold worth. Yeah. You got it, buddy. <laughs> See if he would take the wager. Alright, I'll be here. And I'll be waiting. Obviously, yes. That's how your job works. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. You make sense. Uh, meeting up with the group again. So I might have a lead. I don't think any of you, well, most of you won't like it. One of you will love it. Why do you keep looking at me? Because I can't look in his eyes. He's too tall. Cole, 
My eyes are up here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Chibs? <laughs> yeah, I remember Chibs. Vessel. I do not know chips. <laughs> I think it's time calling. I know Cherie. <laughs> oh, you know his mother. <laughs> well, Cole, Caven, perhaps the brothers could pay a visit to Chips. Do you mean pay a visit, or you mean pay a visit? Because either one's good for me. Cole. All right. We'll go talk nice. Is that what you meant by paying why, do, why don't you leave it at talk? What do we need to say? Kevin, you talk to him. We can go talk. I'll try and get you out of this again. He's going to try to get me into it. Argus, hang Are on. Are you going to Bef- get into it? Before we go... You ask a lot of questions. Hello, <laughs> person. She's a thinker. So many questions come out of you. She is a <laughs> How do you uh, fit all those questions in there? <laughs> I can barely hold on to one. <laughs> what? Why does he want to talk to me? He feels you could throw in the towel, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Let him think he's worth more than his salt? So the first rule of chins is we don't talk about chins. That kind of towel? That kind of towel. Just like old times, dear boy. Caven, you told me not to do old times again. Maybe we can just talk. Questions. (laughs) (laughs) She raises her hand. (laughs) (laughs) They're talking around me. You're getting an allowance of tokens for questions. (laughs) She's jumping on the back of the robot. All right. I'll lead you in. And if things don't go... Well, if they go the way they will, we'll need your services. Yeah. You should... Vessel should go with you. That's a splendid idea. Should we all go? go. Vessel on! He's always on. I am Vessel. (laughs) Child of Solid. (laughs) Member of the Silent Army. Hey, Vessel. (laughs) Vessel, wish me happy birthday. (laughs) Play light jazz. Hey, Vessel, what's the temperature outside? Foggy with a chance of Solid. We're stupid. <laughs> I love it. Don't get two vessels next to each other either. <laughs> so what do you say, boys? Are you in for a romp? We'll go talk. Very well. Yeah, let's all go. All yep. right. All right. Uh, into the bar called... Rotten Duck. Thank you. Uh, what? The Rotten Duck. Rotten Duck. <laughs> Uh, you go and you're that was all... rubber duck. <laughs> That's the bar next door. Uh, you go a little in more classy. <laughs> uh, all at once, one at a time. What's the plan? It may matter. Um, I I figure the two or maybe like the two or 
the brothers and I would go in, or just Valmir will stay outside, <laughs> but be really. you know kind of earshotish mm. of. He's like covering things with his firebolt. Is there a <laughs> yep. like telekinetic thing? Like, do you have to? Are you just earshot? Okay. I don't know. We're we're practically family. I'm just saying, like, if she goes down to the basement and you're upstairs, would you know to come oh, down? Go, or something? Yeah, if she goes, right, I'm, come down! I'm laying out my scenarios, I'm okay? <laughs> Even better. <laughs> the vessel mobile, God. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think they call him that? This way we're taller than Cole. Only if you stay in. Get y'all a trench coat. Vesselonia. I like that. Um, yeah, so I will. Knock, knock. You can just go into a tavern. Enter. <laughs> you don't have to say enter. It's not a speakeasy. Be warned. Coming in. <laughs> All right. You stride in, Aragus. Behind you come two brother Goliaths. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, if the paladin wants to, but Cole yeah. is, Cole is coming in. Bye. No. All right. Two brother Goliaths duck under the door. And Chims is there. C-H-I-M-S is there. Uh, continuing to eat uh, some fatty, buttery-covered meats uh, with big, fat, buttery fingers. And he sees you and drops some half-eaten morsel on his hmm. plate, which falls to the ground, which he just scoots it away with his shoe upon seeing you. And he says your name. Cole. Mm. Chims. I am Vessel. <laughs> You're not there yet. You're oh, not there. I'm not there yet? Okay. <laughs> From outside. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's you. And Aragus, dear boy. I thought we were introducing ourselves. <laughs> Introduction mode disabled. <laughs> Heresy mode enabled. <laughs> now, Chims, as promised... He ignores you and looks at you, Cole. <laughs> you screwed me over, Chins. You gotta pay. I know plenty of people that want to cut you. You he know plenty of people, but they like me better than you. Ah, uh, no. They like money better than you. Well? So here's what's gonna happen before you 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 say anything out of that... It's that that mouth of yours. Yeah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> he took a while. He, you could see him roll low and try and re-roll it as well. <laughs> roll for adjective. <laughs> Another tool. Damn it. Can't get worse. You dumb dummy. Um, oh, he didn't even make it that far. <laughs> You're going to pay me my money. Eight pay me my money. <laughs> Eight silver right here, right now. And if you do, two things are going to happen. You want to know what those two are? Can you count to two? I'm spelling nicely, yeah. <laughs> Number one, I'm going to abide by my agreement with your little friend here, the halfling, unlike what you do. Number two, I won't sick the boys on you and you'll walk out of here alive never to come back. That Caven walks forward 
Uh, now there are two of them. They <laughs> <laughs> like pop up from behind him. <laughs> Hello. Cole will walk out if you're alive, no matter what. I think that's what he just said. So, Cole, eight silver. Want me to help you count it out? Lay whatever your Goliath purse is out here and I'll help you. Chins, you know that if I had it, I'd give it to you. I'd give it to you a long time ago if I had it. But I don't. But I got this. I have a way to make you 30 silver. I'll give it all to you. It'll be the purse. It'll be all yours. And we can do one big fight. But it won't be... Two twin brothers Cole. going at it, throwing in towels. You know what I mean? Fiona! Cole! I got a fight for you. You are being summoned. Since I think he wants you. It's, it's more dramatic if you go, Fiona. <laughs> Catapult launch! <laughs> Window mode active. <laughs> uh, a vessel will stride into the Room. All right, Fiona, you duck mounted on behind him. Got to figure out what the hell that means, action movement-wise, for the rest of the campaign. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Ratatouille. Yeah, I got to look up mounted <laughs> rules all of a sudden. All right, you two come in. What's, what's this? I am Vessel. It's Master it's Blaster. And now you can't <laughs> leave. <laughs> hey, Vessel, where are you from? Barter town. <laughs> I have been summoned for what reason? This is Chims. Chims likes to play games. And he wants us to play a game. He wants to see if you and I could get into a fight for three rounds. At five minutes each, what? and walk away. <laughs> Cole. I do this for Solid. And he stares at, uh, you... at Fiona. Fiona. There's a Solid lever she's yeah. itching to pull or not. This guy, Chims, has information for Aragus. Aragus. Hello? Arranged a meeting for us so that Chims could be square to give Argus his information. <clears throat> Chims wants to take money from me. I don't have money. But I've got Vessel, and he can make bets on which one of us could win. But wait, wait, wait. So, remember when we were talking to the groundskeeper? No. And Aragus was like <laughs> not very nice, and then I went in and I was nice, and he did things for us. Sounds lovely. Did you ask him nicely? Who? The Chims guy. Oh, good question. Hey, Aragus, did you ask Chims nicely? This is the nice way. Yes. He did. But why? Do I don't think he wants. <laughs> what about my money? How Make much a... money does he want? Go ahead and answer. Well, sounds like he wants about eight silver. This, this is this is all about eight silver. <laughs> is that okay? You like got a gold yesterday, and that's probably not your only gold. 
Is that more than silver? Or is this like, <laughs> like if you want to fight somebody, why don't you just fight him? There are patrons I'm, I'm in the room going, a little embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you want to fight Vessel? <clears throat> why do I not want to? Look at him. Cole. <laughs> That's all he keeps saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like talking to your dog and just keeps doing something bad. So what, what? Hang on. Hang on. I just need to talk to every him. time. <laughs> if I give him a gold, last time, then I started we can to see why you were so angry. With him. Yeah, like not even a gold, eight silver. Like I'll give you eight silver to give to him if you're like strapped for cash. Do you owe debts? I don't. Like I know, I know you made money yesterday from what are the debts? School. Oh yeah, but we drank that. Here, here. and I just reach <laughs> like here's eight silver. He's like, can you split a copper for that? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, you don't need to fight. Jim's, it's your lucky day. Especially Vessel. Like, I'm good. I'm <laughs> like, if you want to fight, it's Jim's. Go fight Jim's. Don't fight Vessel. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Kevin. Keep Is this eight silver? Kevin. It's eight oh. silver. They're all <laughs> right there. The group just gives. Oh no! <laughs> Seventeen. <laughs> eight. Cole, you're rich. It's like eighty silver. Walks up to Chim's, fists clenched, looks as far down as he can to get right into his face. Here. Tink, 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 tink. Eight. Eight. That was nine. Coins, probably. <laughs> That's the gold he had mixed up in there. He scoops it up and says, yeah, knew I'd get you to pay. Uh, <laughs> your, your bets, your bets, your bets good now. Your debt's done, but you're not allowed here ever again. Oh, darn. He scoops up the coins. <clears throat> well, it's been a pleasure. <clears throat> what? The first half of the deal. Right. I know a guy who's been in here a bunch lately, and he's been all excited about scrolls. His name is Halloray. All right. Uh, and I haven't seen him in a day or so. But I'm sure he'll be back. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a uh, wannabe uh, thief. Mm -hmm. Tried to recruit some of my guys, but they told him to shove off. <clears throat> does he always do his recruiting here? He's here too much for my liking, but he does pay. It doesn't get debt owed to me. Sounded like you were talking to me. Do you, uh, Mr. Chimps, do you know of anywhere else he frequents? Make a persuasion roll, please. I'll drop two more silver on the counter. Make it with advantage. Nice. Good call. Eight. Eight. He scoops up the silver. <laughs> Pleasure doing business with you. <clears throat> now, now, Chibs. What would you say to a 
another another proposal. You you've told Cole to get out and never come back. Would you allow me and the others to stay and stake out the person we're looking for? Sure. As long as you're buying drinks. I don't give a damn what you Would do. you consider a tune in lieu of payment? No. Your reputation proceeds. <laughs> <laughs> One row! One row! <laughs> a career gone after one row! <laughs> Might as well Tragedy be a row. <laughs> Next week, I'm a row. There's certain <laughs> things you can't sing about in the city of El Mithra. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, so uh, I will put that to the group, I guess. So we could stay here and wait for him to come back or leave and try it elsewhere. So we don't all have to stay here. Not all of us, of we course. All, one of us already can't stay here. Yes. It's me. I can't we, stay here. Yes. <clears throat> Perhaps going back to the uh, the gate area to see if the, he... Uh, I don't think he's going. If he he's stole stuff, he's not. Why would he go back to the school? He's got to be trying to sell it <clears throat> somewhere. Hey, yeah. Mr. Chims. Hmm. Where would if somebody was trying to sell those scrolls? Where would they go? Sell magic scrolls. Yeah. He taps at the counter. Wow. Uh, Fiona will put one gold piece there. On the counter? Her th little, she, I mean, it's she, she's raised up, but like her finger <laughs> stays on the gold piece. All right. A, so does Vessels. <laughs> <laughs> a greasy Add finger a goes towards it, but then a big robotic <laughs> warforged finger plants on top. He says, there's a... There's a shop that, uh, that deals in some sketchy stuff. Where's it at? What's it called? It doesn't got a name, but I, I'll tell you for that gold. Where's it at? And I'll let you have it. Let me have the gold, and I'll tell you where it's at. Can I trust you? Always. Uh, I gave you a couple silver, and you just smiled at me, which is a nice smile, but... It's a two-silver smile. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I like. I, I take. I take my finger off the gold piece. <laughs> Vessel presses the moment for a little bit. All right, and then lifts the finger and absorbs it into. And he, he, yeah, he keeps it there one hour. <laughs> he reaches over and snatches up the gold, and says, "You take three three streets down the right and then there's an alley it's got an archway that's cracked you go through the archway and there's a cellar door bang four times and don't tell him i sent you okay boy i need to bring this voice back it's deliciously uncomfortable <laughs> that's what i said okay and you come back anytime little lady yeah it's a nice place it's a nice place. I don't think you've seen a lot of places. Just like, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of places. But also, uh, you catch uh, more flies with honey than you do vinegar. 
That's Ready? what Pop Pop Tumble Pot used to say. Yeah, it's always <laughs> nice to have a honey trap around. <laughs> okay, let's go. All right, you guys head out. Where are you headed? Three streets to the right. Okay, you go there. Right on till morning. Way down to the cellar, bang four times. You bang, you find the cellar door. You bang four times, and uh, you hear a lock open, and the door swings open, and there is a guy who's kind of blinded by a little bit of the sun. Blinded he, by He looks light. really thin, uh, wearing some uh, scraggly-looking clothes, and he says... Yeah. Well, I'll let you get this has been your I thing. Close the door. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, my name's Fiona. Who are you? My name's Arlick. Pipidae, Arlick. Hey. Uh, I, Let's fix that. Somebody at the school told me that uh, you might be selling some hard-to-get things. The school, huh? Yeah. I got some stuff. Can we come in and take a look? All right. And he looks and, well, how many? I don't like the looks of that one or that one. How many will you let come in? How about you and the pretty one? Valamir steps forward. <laughs> <laughs> you, you two. You two, that's good. Okay. All right. He lets Val Valamir and Fiona go in and closes the door behind her. <laughs> the sentence hadn't even been finished yeah. before Valamir said. The pretty, it. yes, 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 thank you. Yes. Obviously, <laughs> you're talking about me. You walk down these stairs <laughs> into a basement, and uh, there you see he's got some uh, crates uh, with some hay sticking out of them and a bunch of doodads and knickknacks, some uh, weapons that are in there. You believe some uh, sketchy-looking herbs are also located there in a couple little piles. And Any bright lotus? <laughs> quite possibly. <laughs> Uh, and he says, yeah, what, what, what exactly are you looking for for, for the school? Well, somebody at the school told me you, you buy and sell certain scrolls. Valamir sort of like ruffling his wizard's cloak. Like, you know, he's very clearly a wizard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Valamir is dressed basically in like, really kind of like a deep purple robe and on all of the hems are inscribed runes um and it's like clearly a wizard's robe so like he's 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 dressed the part all right what uh, do you know about that arlick is uh i know i've been trying to get a hold of some yeah from uh Help. No, I don't know that. Had any, had any luck? <laughs> no, I don't know that. Oh, okay. Hell, hello, hello, Ray. Hello, Ray. Have you had You've any... You've been told two names, so don't... Have you had any luck recently in your seeking? I think so, but then I got screwed over. How'd you get screwed over? Maybe we can help. My guy didn't get him to me, and he took off. You think you can help? We can certainly help. Did you see the size of our crew? 
That's a good point. Yeah. 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 All right. I'll 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 give you I'll give you three gold if you can bring me this scroll case with the scrolls in it. Okay. All right. Give us a lead. Uh, uh go uh go to the Regal Castle and ask for uh Halloray. <laughs> Show him you mean business. And take it from him and bring him back here. You hear laughter from outside. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got a deal. We got a deal. All right. And like I put my little hand You up. raised your hand up. All right. He shakes it. Okay. Hopefully we'll see you soon. All right. You guys head out. You meet your friends outside in the alley. What'd you hear? <clears throat> Not a damn thing we didn't already know i don't say that not a thing we didn't uh, already know not a peep a damn thing give it a week uh he said, <laughs> he said he'll give us uh, three gold for the scrolls in the scroll case which obviously we're not gonna do uh but, that's like 24 silver but he told it's it's irrelevant. Yeah, 24 silver. <laughs> uh, Are you good at uh, math now? <laughs> he he uh, told us to go to uh, the, the the inn that uh, that he's staying at. But we were just there. No, we weren't. We the were Regal Castle? The red, we were at the Red Door. Yeah. Uh, the now, Red Door's in the Regal Castle. No. Nope. We've been to the Rotten Duck. The Red Door was... Those are two different places? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought uh, it was a red door at the Regal Academy. No. no, the red door was at the Academy um, in the guest oh, quarters. Okay. He was picked up from the Regal Castle, taken yes. to the red door. And now maybe he might be back at the Regal Castle. How, Halbin is the right name? Or am I like Halbin is, uh, that is, a, is the person yeah. with the scrolls. Alaray was the person trying to steal the scrolls. Okay. They are likely the same being. Yeah, that. Yeah, he just got the name wrong. Or he is given a different <laughs> alias. Well, let's, let's go to the Regal Castle. Anybody know where that's at? In Castletown. <laughs> All right, in Regalville. Caven leads you to Castletown, uh, and you go to a, a little series of rooms. Uh, I'm curious about something. Who runs Castletown? <laughs> Who runs Castle Town? <laughs> Say it. Um, <laughs> uh, you are there. It is a it's a inn, uh, two floor inn, and it does not look particularly great. Um, and you are there. You step into the place. It's uh, three stories tall. It's dilapidated. As you go into the entrance, there's a counter. Uh, there's an old guy, uh, half asleep at the counter who kind of wakes up a little bit and shifts his glasses as you come in. Uh, the place smells like garlic, um, and that's where you're at. Uh, welcome to the yeah. Regal Castle. We're looking for Halloray. Uh, it's six silver for a week. We don't do by day here. Halloray. Namlaz. 
<laughs> is there a guest by the name of Halloray? I uh, that's he. I don't know. There's like a guest book or something. That's privileged information. How privileged? What? How much is it going to cost for you to tell us? Six silver a week. We don't rent rooms no. by the day. We just need information. My name's my name's Fiona. What's your name? Uh, my name's Laz. He shifts his glasses again. Welcome to the Regal Castle. Laz, we're looking for one of your guests. We have an invitation for him from the school. I can I can take that. We would like to. It needs to be hand delivered. Ah. Uh, I don't know why I like those so much. <laughs> You're not gonna tell us what room? What? What room? Is how is I've got several rooms available. Six silver a week. We don't do rooms by the day, little girl. <laughs> uh is there like a telltale like behind them, like a hooks with room numbers with keys on Yes. Them? Which rooms have keys on those hooks? Which rooms have keys? Or do not. Or do not. Uh, number. There are eight out of like twelve rooms that are missing keys. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> so Laz, do you sell rooms by the night? Uh, uh no, no, no. Six silver a week. All luxury rooms. You hear outside someone hawking fish. No, not that hard. Seven. So are all the rooms? This is Keep like forgetting a, I'm allergic uh, to cod. Hotel or like a motel situation? Like, are there all the rooms? I'm like, thinking the of a guy in a wheelchair talking to a robot. Yes. You know there are several from the outside. Okay. Uh, how take- how many rooms? We just, uh, no rooms. Thank you very much. Oh. And he puts his arms back down on his chin and uh, on the little guest book and closes them and starts to nap again. So is the guest book visible? Yeah, it's closed or whatever, but it's... Uh, It's closed? Doesn't somebody have a sleep spell? Nope. No. I mean, yes, but no. That is an absolutely in-character conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, don't you have a sleep sleep? No. Yes, but no. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ch- check some of these rooms out. I'm going to go knock on some doors. Um, Careful. You could knock carefully. Yeah. I, come on. Cold. I, no, I, I feel like when you say you're going to go knock on some doors, that is different meaning than when I uh, the bard kind of yeah. yeah. leans into his jacket mm-hmm. um, and says I think there's a spill on the third floor you better get over here quick he's going to cast dissonant whispers what uh, the to the uh, store clerk there isn't this massive psychic damage and kill him <laughs> just destroy- ah! I don't know if it's a choice on what I can make or not. It's like 3d6 psychic damage. Oh, you're going to do that? Okay, yeah, do that. You would destroy this man in every sense. (laughs) He would would cease to have ever existed. 
Well, at this point, um, it's kind of what I want. <laughs> I assume there's a kitchen something behind him. There is an open door behind him. Okay. So, uh, Valamir will um, kind of sit down nearby like he's sort of indifferent. And then um, uh, Mr. Laz will hear the distinctive sounds of rats in the kitchen. Okay. Um, little scraping, scraping, scrappy, scrappy type stuff. And it's going to sound like there's maybe some rats around back in the kitchen. <coughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and through some prestidigitation. All right. You see Caven react also to that a little bit. He appears to have maybe a little bit of an issue with rats. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it have to be rats? <laughs> uh, Laz uh, quickly perks up. Oh, n- no. Uh, and he slowly shuffles uh, over uh, into the back area, and you hear him, where are you? Valamir grabs the guest book, pops it open, and reads it real quick. All right. Uh, you start to read. You see uh, a name of Glagel signed three days ago, Sturdorn signed a month ago, Neu signed three weeks ago. You hear crashing pots. Ah, where? Some more press digitation. Okay. <laughs> You see uh, Murs signed within the last three days. Envith signed within the last three days. There's a crashing and some sort of glass breaks from the back room. Ah. Minor illusion. <laughs> back room of, signed. Of more, of more glass around. Back room signed within the last three days. Judam signed within the last three days. You hear some batting sound like a broom is being hammered into corners and against tiles. Rats and are stuff. screaming. Oh, God. <laughs> You see, uh, and then a Halloray signed a week ago. And what room is Halloray in? Room nine. Okay. And I'll put the book back, put it back like it was. All right. And then. Um, Get out of here. Get out. And then the rat noises will just kind of move away. Okay. My heart. <laughs> he tries to follow them. <laughs> I did not realize I was the Pied Piper. And uh, I'll go up and catch uh, Fiona and tell her that Halloray is booked into room nine. Oh, that's just over here. It's the only room here on the lobby. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, uh, the overlook in. You guys go to room nine as a group? Sure. Piled outside the yeah, door. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. This sounds like fun. Each of you like those sitcom, like one head over the other of another mm-hmm. and the other another another at the door frame. <laughs> by, by, by height, it works yeah, out we pretty well. <laughs> Slight lean. All right, what's the plan? We're going to open the door. The door is open by the wizard. I'm going to catch him. Uh, is, it un- is it unlocked? The door is locked. Was there a key up on the, the board nope. for that room? No. Uh, well, I'm, not, I'm still learning, but I can Valamir steps out of the way. This is not my specialty currently. Uh, you want to pull some thieves tools out? All right. It is a very cheap lock and opens with ease. Oh, thank you for not making it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have felt a little robbed. There's a click and the door unlocks. Okay. Uh, Fiona will go in. Okay, the door opens with the halfling. The shotgun goes off over your head. No, and uh, the door <laughs> swings open. Inside, you see a uh, decrepit little room. Not much to say. Not the luxury that you were promised by Laz down below. It's a room with uh, cheap furniture, including a desk and a wardrobe. It smells of piss. 
there is a bed that looks uh, disheveled. Uh, there's a small suitcase on top of a small table. Um, there's a chamber pot, very important for you to know about a chamber pot. Uh, and that's what you see. Uh, I'll immediately, uh, Fiona will go over to the suitcase. Okay. Uh, you are at the suitcase. Bellamere's uh, going to look at the desk. Desk. Fiona at the suitcase, you open it up, and inside you see a small pouch and a small vial. Uh, she'll look at the small pouch. Okay, you open it up. There's 18 silver inside to defray some of your costs. Oh, (laughs) wait. The exact amount of costs. The exact amount. That's bizarre. And then a small case. No, small vial. Vial. In a suitcase. In a suitcase. suitcase. The vial has a a dark reddish color, and you uh, pop open the cork and can make a medicine or nature roll. Difficulty 12. You sniff at it warily. No. I like your little bowl that you're rolling, by the way. Thanks. But you have no clue. You're saying difficulty... 12 or 10 or whatever and I'm going back to the old system I'm like no that's so hard that's so hard to do we can't do difficulty twos <laughs> do I think it might be magical uh yes could I cast identify on it um you may how long does that take to cast 10 minutes I believe hour? it's 10 minutes it is, it is one minute okay you start casting that we had our wizard looking in a desk right yeah uh, desk, desk, desk. You open up the desk, uh, and inside is a quill and ink and several sheets of paper, uh, one of which has writing, and that's it. Uh, looking at it without touching it, what does the writing say? It is a letter that reads as follows. Dear Ormia... <laughs> I nearly have this operation up and running. It's taken longer than I promised, but the damn guard are always sticking their nose into things. But I have a surprise. Not only do I have my little army, but now I'm close to learning how to wield magic. Can you believe it? I've gotten my hands on several scrolls from the fools at the academy. If I can get this little idiot dragon to teach me the magic of these scrolls, then I'll keep all these little beasts under my thumb. Me! Casting sparkly danger from my fingertips. That'll make people run screaming. Soon I'll carve out a place for us in the city and run my own gang from under the basement at the Brawling Tavern. A year from now, I'll be running this whole city. Yours, beloved Halloray. Can you drop that into the Twitch? Yeah. Good idea. I am... uh... Curious if we could get information on this little <laughs> dragon. Perhaps a mage of some kind? Or a dragon of some kind? Dragon kin. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Dragons are no good. And it has been 20 years since the war. And my family is still gone. Yeah, a few less dragons could do the world some good. Not all of the Coleum are evil. Well, some fought for yet. good. Now, boys. 
There was a time people said the same of giants, you know. We aren't giants. Exactly, exactly. my point. It's <laughs> 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 racists. <laughs> One minute has gone by, and you identify there is no magic on this vial after okay. all. Fiona. Uh, giving a search for the, in the rest of the room. Do we find anything else? No, you know, where specifically are you looking? <laughs> um, you have not looked under here, and Vessel will lift the bed and topple it over. <laughs> All right, you pick the bed up and toss it over with uh, one hand uh, and make a mess. There is there are a pair of boots, and that's it underneath the bed. Looking for hidden compartments in the floor or wall. All right, you're like checking the loose, floor. And loose the wall. floor floorboards or anything like that. Good idea. We'll look at the boots. Okay. Good idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, just it means there's going to be nothing there. See if there's anything hidden in them or no or hidden boots. Notes. Um, no notes. They fit a human. Okay. And then I'll cast mending on the bed that uh, vessel just broke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. I like doing it. Who leaves boots behind? That's, uh, that's interesting, isn't it? A man with two boots? Two pairs of boots? Those I'll boots? Take your boots. Do those Why boots leave the match suitcase? the prints that we were looking at? Oh, I don't know. Those prints, like, Good question. they weren't, like, super, they were old. They weren't super detailed. We can take one, though, and look. Cole, make an investigation roll. Yeah. Thought I saw a thing. Ah, uh, 12. <coughs> they are. Yeah, these, I'm pretty sure these are the right ones. He doesn't know. You can see the mud tracing. <laughs> <laughs> look, look how small. It's it's here to here in my hand, which is the same size as the print. That's so. all boots made by mankind. <laughs> <laughs> I counted how. <laughs> well. Valamir regales you with the letter, I'm assuming. Yep. You write a note and not deliver it. You have a suitcase you pack. Some things in, but don't take it with you. So Halray would not come back. Perhaps he is coming back. Perhaps he was fell afoul of some of the shady characters he is dealing with. Or he is intent to return eventually. Those seem to be the two most likely conclusions and so we either stay here we search for his little dragon you could ask chins about his dragon i'm sure he has more information he didn't tell us about you could also show him the note on how he was going to take over his bar that might uh indeed give him uh, a reason he already doesn't like the man, as it were, so this would be just whipped cream on the pudding, as they like to say. No, they don't. And don't write that down as a phrase. It's stricken from the campaign. Whipped cream on the pudding. <laughs> what would you like to do? Didn't... Um... Arlek, the bar owner, say that, uh, or the shop owner, rather, didn't he say that um, Halmeray was looking for cohorts? 
companions. Yes, little army. But what does that mean? It means he is likely still in the city. So some somebody should stay here, or some some of us should stay here, and some of us should go talk to Chins. <clears throat> Cole and I will stay here. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right, the two Goliaths remain in the room. I we can also remain the here. The wizard remains with them. And we the three know of you can go to Chins. We know that this man has a scar on his arm. I can put on one of my amazing disguises and no one in the area would know to look for me and I can wait. Look for him. Huh? What do you mean? If we're doing a stakeout, no, they just I'm stay pretty here, recognizable. And when he opens the door, they get him. We're just going to grab and go? Yeah. We're not going to follow him to where yeah, he's that's, trying that's to go? Yeah, that's one third of the job is to grab him. We don't know where he is, so we're waiting for him are, to come are back. More than capable of getting some information from this man. Yes, this Halloray is clearly quite devious and up to no good. I believe us ridding him from the city in some fashion or another would be worthwhile. I simply mean to know where he's going and why. He'll tell us once we get him. Very confident. And he may even have the items we seek upon him. And if he does, then we need he not know where he's going. We Very just well. take him in and submit him to the authorities, as it were. Well enough. All right. So we have two Goliaths in the wizard staying here. And we have Fiona, Vessel, and Aragus going where? Back to the duck. The, the uh, rotten, rotten duck. duck. All right. You guys have arrived back at the rotten duck. It is getting towards evening-ish time. I would say late afternoon. And Chims is there still eating hours later. <laughs> How and, is that possible? <laughs> and says, oh, it's you. You got you got more business? I'll talk to you anytime. Oh, I would have uh, borrowed the letter from uh, Valdir. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we're back. How's it going? Mm. How's business been in the last uh, two hour? The same. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um. So we found something. We tracked down. We went to. Uh, we, we went to the uh, Regal Castle where Howler is staying, and we found something. It's kind of weird. Uh huh. And I show him the letter. I don't know anyone like that. He says before you give him the letter. Okay, I'm all mixed up. <laughs> Seth is mixed up. No, um, you're talking to the right guy, Chimps. No, I know. Yeah. But am I using the wrong... No, no, no. No. He... He's just playing dumb. Yeah. You said this guy's been drinking at your place. I don't know what you want. Do you want to read this letter? You may be interested after you read the letter. He takes a look and puts it down. Yeah, that's great. Did you see this part where he said he's going to take your bar over? I don't know. What what what, what does that have to do with you? Never mind. You can't Give read. Give us a couple of <laughs> minutes. All right. He gets you some sloppy beers. Let's throw him a silver. All right. And then I like, kind of look around 
the bar. Okay. Is there anybody here that wasn't here before? Yes. You see there is a shirtless man who's very muscular, drinking his own beer at the far side next to a doorway who's watching you closely. And I turn back around to Chim's and I like make like a, with my eyes, like... Motion over there? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, like give a nod. You know, you're not going down there. He's going down there, and I point at Vessel. Okay. Uh, I don't know anything about Halloray, though. Okay, no worries. Thank you. Thanks for the beers. He just... You don't eat or drink, right? That's correct. You keep asking me that. (laughs) We have known each other for years, and you keep asking me. I don't eat or drink. She tries to put things (laughs) every now and again. I have no mouth. We've talked. Use it to your body. (laughs) Choo-choo. Yeah, the choo-choo doesn't work for for a vessel. No tunnel. No tunnel. (laughs) Bad dreams, bad dreams. That's not my tunnel. (laughs) All right. Oh, my God. What do you think? Aragus, should we go talk to him? Should one of us stay here and go get the others? It's just a shirtless, muscular guy. Yeah, there's about eight people that look like lowlifes uh, hanging and around the bar. Are there any defining features <clears throat> of that man? Uh, yes, he is the only one who's shirtless and highly muscular who's watching you closely. So no scars or anything? No. Okay. Um, just watching you very closely. Yeah. Probably. Um, <laughs> Ergus is, you know, I can't get a song played here, so I can't do much. <laughs> do you want to go get the others, and Vessel and I will stay here? We won't uh, approach anybody until you get back. Okay. Or should you think the three of us can uh, can take care of this? What are we taking care of? Let's go talk to him. What, what, what can that hurt? Yeah. For Soline. And Vessel strides over to, I'm assuming, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I don't know what the bard's doing. Are you doing anything? I am sitting at the bar watching what they do. All right, then I want all three of you to make perception rolls, please. What roll? Perception rolls. Perception rolls. Why am I rolling this? Wow. All right, that's... Uh, Bardic inspiration for you. Add a d6 to that. Critical fit. Oh, critical failure. Oh, so you have a okay. for ten minutes. You have a D six. Hold on to that. Can, all right. Never mind. He's got it. Uh, seventeen. Okay. You don't see anything, Argus, but with your twenty-two, you do. You see as you look back, Chims give a head nod to the shirtless, muscular guy across the room, and as you start to make your way over there, he opens the door behind him and goes through it and closes the door. No, no. Cole's going to be so mad he missed this. <laughs> I hope you actually said that as character. <laughs> For sure. And uh, Vessel, I think, is leading the way, stomping over there. Yes. Yeah. With Disregarding any tables or patrons in the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Smash. Um, Casting men. <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> sorry, so, sorry, 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 sorry. So I... See them walk away, and then I see the uh, barkeep close the door behind him. Aragus stands on the bar, like climbs up onto the bar. Okay. Whips out of nowhere a guitar. Gentlemen and lady, 
Cover your ears. And I will start with a dissonant whisper. Every creature what? that can hear me must make a wisdom saving throw. Or die a horrible death with dissonant yeah, whispers. Yeah, they're all going to die. This guy could be our friend. Well, I won't say anything then. Uh, I'm just trying to... I thought... <laughs> Never dissonant, mind. Dissonant whispers a deadly kill everyone spell. I just want to use a spell. I know, <laughs> but choose, choose the <laughs> right one. I just want to use a spell. <laughs> You're in a I nursery. I just want to kill a bar full of people. All right, go ahead. And one... <laughs> one so mad. So I don't mean, kill the bar full of people? So dissonant whispers is an attack spell on one creature within 60 feet that takes a large amount of damage. That's dissonant whispers. Mm -hmm. So who are you going to try to kill in this bar as you're standing on top? We're going to wait and see what happens. All right. Are you standing on the bar? Not yet. Okay. So you're you're thinking this. You're ready to go. Vessel, you're approaching the door. He's prepping. For yes. Whisper. You're at the door. Talk to me. What's going on? Do I go through? Yeah. Vessel goes through. Okay. The door. I'm, I'm picturing Vessel as like a giant metal wood version of like Baymax. Like yeah. Turn. Uh, the door a, is closed. With a table strapped to him <laughs> and tools. Yeah. Uh, and uh, makes his, tries to make his way through the door. Pushing. You get the door open. There is a dark stairwell down below to a basement. Um. A vessel will proceed. Okay. Start marching down. Fiona, you're with him. Right next to him. Right okay. You follow him behind. Uh, the two of you go down the basement. It doesn't take long before you come into a lit section of the basement. And you see it has a big section of hay in the middle. There's another stairwell at the far end that goes down even further. And there are big thick ropes stretched out almost like a very loose boxing ring around the hay. And you see there are couple say th uh, say three tough looking brawlers there a couple of them two of them are wearing armor and have some weapons at their sides that are eyeing you up another one is this shirtless dude you saw before who's across the way looking at you and he says you don't look like you're here for the right kind of fight because i've seen you before you were here with cole yeah yeah, that's not good for you. What's that? He's my friend. Yeah, that's even worse for you. Why is it bad for me? He's a pretty good guy. What's your name? Ah, uh, I'm Fiona. This is Vessel. He says, my name is Marone. Cole, you not there, but you do know the name of Marone. He is a rather sketchy fighter who you know who cheats and somehow uses magic from time to time to screw over the other people he's brawling. Ooh. He despises you, and when he sees you, will either smile at you or stab you in the back. Or both. Or both. <laughs> Are either of these Halloray? I don't think so. No. One of the guys with uh, uh, one of the uh, brawlers starts to circle around you guys. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> the other one starts to circle around you on the other side. I wouldn't do that either. We're just here to talk. You were giving us some eyes up there. 
want to know I'll, I'll ask him why they have big metal rods they have for clubs the the two guys circling around uh that they are brandishing as they start to circle so you're friends with cole good friends with cole who screwed us over uh, many times here and and you're asking about Halloray. yeah all right go get him he says to his guys and they charge at you oh and we will stop there for tonight oh, God damn it. Oh! <laughs> thank you so much for joining us tonight here and thank you for joining us on the beginning of season five super exciting glad to have you here right now after this we're going to start our after show uh if you're interested in checking it out and hearing our thoughts about the episode come support us on patreon get access to all of the after shows character sheets and more uh and we will see you all next time bye everyone. Good night. bye bye Good night.